0: Well, welcome to the Sansbury Show.
1: I don't believe we're sending you to Vegas anymore, are we not? We're done? Mm-mm, mm-mm. We're done sending people to Vegas.
0: All we are right. done with that. We can,
1: we can take that off. Roll that thing on take here. It off, take it off the pegboard there. Well, welcome to the program. We're online for you at WRQK.com. If you missed anything last week, I believe the podcast, all five days in a row, work. Maybe. I, I believe. I believe. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I believe they're working. Plenty of time to get to the Browns this morning. Okay. Plenty of time. Okay. Um, I will tell you this. My source that everybody laughed at hit me up with the Josh Gordon story. I have it. I know what happened. He's got it locked by two other people confirming it for him. As a matter of fact, he sent me the evidence. I'm not telling you. I'll never tell you. But you were wrong last time. I mean, was I? The rumor was last time he had failed a team test, not an NFL test. And they were like, hey, get out of here so nobody finds out about this. And then two days later, he was not in camp. So I mean, maybe I was wrong. I mean, maybe I was wrong.
0: So many stories with the Browns, I feel like, over the weekend, the Josh Gordon thing almost did kind of become second fiddle, but no, I, I you know what I'm not going to uh I'm not gonna stand in the way of no. your victory lap at no. any point today, bro. Whenever no. you want it, whenever you want to throw the Josh Gordon thing out there, nope. I'll be here ready for you. Nope, 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 nope. nope. I got him. the
1: story. I was I was laughed out of the room, I was laughed off of Twitter for even suggesting that I would know something. Somebody that knew what happened. Oh, yeah, I got it. Double confirmed. I got it. I know what happened. It's the best story ever. I'm never going to tell you. Never going to tell you. Now, here's what John Dorsey had to say. For the past six years, the Browns have fully supported and invested in Josh, both personally and professionally. And we wanted the best for him. But unfortunately, we've reached a point where we feel it's best to part ways and move forward. We wish Josh well. Now, I did hear from the Browns. They've already said this, that he showed up at the facility was not himself. Now, guys, what do you think that means? What do you think that means? Now, there's another national media guy out there that's saying, this has got nothing to do with the marijuana, the speculation on the fan base is completely wrong. Okay, fine. But showing up to the facility and you're not yourself means hammered. It means high on something. If my boss said to you, if my boss came on the air and said, sorry, Sansbury showed up today and he wasn't himself. Do you think he goes, eh, it's just less funny than he was yesterday? No. It means, oh my God, we might have a drug problem here. We don't know what the hell we're going to do. That's what
0: it means. Yeah, that is corporate language for showed up to work intoxicated. That's how you
1: clean up, hammer. I, 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 I will.
0: I will give you. I will give you room there. Um, I. I, right? I, I definitely now the the story that um, John Q. Public is hearing and that's kind of yes. going around is that Josh Gordon injured himself at a photo shoot hurt his hamstring, and when he showed up to the facility late and was like, yo, I can't play this week because I hurt myself. You know, I hurt my hamstring at this photo shoot. That's when they were like, dude, enough is enough. Nah. We got 50. We got all these other dudes here trying to, trying to do things right, trying to, trying to you know be, be winners, trying to be a part of this, and you're out here hurting yourself at a photo
1: shoot. No way. And I'll tell you, no way. And all you have to do is go back to look at hard knocks. The Eagles landed! The Eagles landed! The Eagle! The Eagle! The Eagle! They could not wait for this dude to get here, dude. They could not wait. They let him leave camp over the well, you know, we better do the 2018 thing and say the right thing. And we support your, you know, your problems and your issues. To now he gets hurt. It's like an injury to a body part. And they're like, nah, we're done.
0: Yeah, I mean that was that was I remember no when way. he when he first came back. You know, there was a hamstring injury which kind of prevented him from going out and training th- the camp right away. Right away, and then now it's like, well, he re-aggravated that same injury. That's just what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I just know the what rumor they're saying. said.
1: I know okay. what they're saying. I know. Yesterday, but uh, I know what happened.
0: And, and I know there's a million, but there's a million Brown stories that I guess that are here. Dude, yesterday was the first time at the end of that game where I really think I saw the fear in Hugh Jackson's eyes. Where I, really, where I really think you could look at that dude and just visibly see the, the dude. <laughs> this is going to end soon.
1: And I know everybody's going to get on the kicker. You're going to get on the kicker because that's the easiest part to remember. They lost that game up and down all afternoon. They were, they, 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 dude. They were gonna give it away. They, dude, there were so many times. Once Tyrod Taylor threw that pick late, you knew it was over. You knew it was over right then and there. But don't blame the kicker, dude. Hugh screwed up the clock how many times? I have been a Hugh apologist. It's over. I said it during Hard Knocks. It's doing him no favors. He ever? I was wrong on this. I was one hundred percent wrong on this. He's a two. He's not a one. He's a trailer, not a truck. He can't drag a team, dude. He just can't do it. We've seen it. He can't do it.
0: I, uh, I'm i surprised because last year you were a Hugh apologist, Hugh and the apologist. year before that you were a Hugh enthusiast. Yes, and I was wrong. I'm I, wrong. I I, I I am shocked because, honestly, this transition came before the season even started. It yeah. was in Hard Knocks, and I saw the light kind of switch in your mind where I was like, oh my gosh, is he on the other side now? See,
1: I kept waiting for Hard Knocks to show me the thing that was going to be able for I to be able to look at other people and go, no, 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 see this, see, look, but no. Because he was, he was standing around on the eagle, the eagle, the eagles here. While Todd Haley's like, dude, this guy hasn't played in 43 out of the last 48 games, Jarvis. This is your offense. That's a translation from "I'm not waiting for the knight in shining armor," but the rest of that organization. Although Dorsey always kind of did go, no, well, I don't know if he's just un, you know, enthusiastic as a per. I don't right. know. But Hugh Jackson was like, I mean, dude, doing backflips over a kid who can't play the game. He just can't stay out. Dude, availability is the most important asset to an athlete, and Josh oh. Gordon doesn't give it to you, dude.
0: I mean, wait—is there a bajillion guys out there who are like, yeah, man, I could have been, could have been all pro, could have been all city, could have been, could have been in the NFL right. if I, but you know what? That coach screwed me or my injury or whatever. And it's like, no, for whatever reason, you couldn't get your ass out on the field. Exactly. And being right. there, you're right, is a huge part of success it's in anything you do. Anything you do, the being parts. there is pretty important.
1: Yeah. Yes. Ask Keith Kennedy.
0: <laughs> He'll tell you.
1: <laughs> Got to be around.
0: You do have to be around, Keith Kennedy. Got to be doing
1: the things. You do. So I actually, uh, I actually watched this game with the public. Okay. Went out to a, to a couple of different places. Started first quarter, Imperial Room downtown, which, by the way, that is a nice little setup Sunday mornings watching football downtown. That's a nice little setup. Amy uh, behind the bar doing things right. Everything's good. I like it.
0: The Imperial Room is an underrated gem of downtown Canton. It really is. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, are like, "Oh, well, I can't find my bar. Maybe Budman's a little too cool. Maybe other places you don't feel like you fit in, or is a little bit too expensive, dude." Imperial Room, two thumbs up. I'll agree.
1: Big fan. Then I found myself on uh, at Krause's on 30th. Oh boy. Now, dude, the pizza.
0: <laughs> oh boy.
1: Now the pizza in the patio. We all know that's that's fantastic. But I went and I met uh, my buddy Tyler, who is a Vikings fan. We were watching that Green Bay Vikings game, which another tie! <laughs> Two ties in the NFL, I don't get. I don't I don't understand. You got Aaron Rodgers out there and we end in a tie?
0: Arguably the biggest game of the week, in my opinion, where it was like, this Match-up game wise, means something, I want to watch this game, and you, and you turded it out at, at 29-29.
1: Now, a lot of those games yesterday did not look great on paper heading into the weekend, but the, but the matchups ended up being really good. The games ended up being really good. I would agree, but that was like the matchup of the week, and the end of the Tide, not great. But we were there to watch the Browns game, obviously, and we were there with who we affectionately call our buddy Dustin. (laughs) And our buddy Dustin's off work today because I think he expected them to win. But (laughs) Phantom told you. He told you on Friday. When there's a hurricane, Drew Brees gets special <laughs>
2: powers.
1: Fantone was on that all day on Friday. I thought he was nuts, but it turns out he was absolutely right. I thought he was crazy, a little disrespectful, to be honest with you. And then, but it's true though. But dude, he kind of nailed it. So Dustin, now we get that late touchdown. Tyrod throws that late touchdown, right? And he goes <laughs> bananas. I mean, dude, I whipped out the phone. I got that video. Facebook.com slash the Stansberry Show there. Dude, it's on the page. He's going nuts. Dude, (laughs) sits down, gives me the fist bump, like, towards the camera. Super Bowl, Super Browns. And, And next, dude, I know, because I'm smart, I know, don't turn the camera off. Leave that bitch rolling. Sure enough, missed kick. Dustin, honestly, it looked like Zane Gonzalez kicked him in the balls. That's what it looked like. Dude, that video is one of my favorite. Dude, I must have watched it 50 times from the table before I posted it. It's like, man, this is going to be a couple of minutes behind now because of how much I've watched it. Dude, nothing. I want the Browns to be really good. Or I want to watch them be bad every Sunday with Dustin. I I got to tell you dude. That poor kid. He just dude, he goes from all the um, dude. It was like watching a kid on Christmas open something he couldn't wait to get and then he realizes it's going to take his dad 4 hours to put it. T- oh my god, so good. So good. A bunch of you are taking Viagra and maybe you shouldn't be. We'll we'll figure it all out together as a class. That's next on Rock 106.9.
3: The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.
0: Hey, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show here telling you about the LASIK surgery I had done at the Roholt Vision Institute. Now, if you're somebody who's thought about LASIK surgery in the past, there are so many questions you have, dude, and I have the exact same questions. Is it safe? How much is it going to cost? What is my vision going to be like? In the Roholt Vision Institute, they understand you're going to have questions, comments, and concerns. I mean, LASIK is a surgery, and the first step to finding out if it's the right surgery for you is to visit their website where they make everything crystal clear, both literally and figuratively, that website
1: rollholtvision.com 106.9 welcome back to the stansbury show we're on rock 106.9 dude i should be doing this show from the gym this morning i dude i am so worried about getting fat again <laughs> okay dude girlfriends and i don't know if yeah. that's what i'm calling her now but I, dude here's what i can tell you we're already into pet names i know if i sleep with somebody else i'm in trouble okay. and there's things in my bathroom that don't belong to oh, me okay girlfriend right like, I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know why we're we're so hesitant to, like, get into the terminology. I don't know why. It's not like we're both 40. Like, what are we doing? But, like, I don't know. It's, like, one of those. But, you know, I don't know why I'm dragging this all out, making it her fault. But you know what happens. Like, you just start doing the restaurant tours. Like, that's what happens. So, sure enough, Friday night we were at Fronimo's. Oh, my God, was that good, dude? Like, I can't even begin to tell you how good it was
0: what uh what you get what was the uh, what was on the menu there so
1: they did like this restaurant week thing where they had this killer deal we of course were like nah screw that we're ordering off the menu right uh, so we got the grilled shrimp appetizer delicious i got the pork chop came with like a little risotto some green beans that was really really good but dude she's got this really good habit of ordering better food than i do and she got the scallops and oh and do you know, her, you know, women, they kind of eat like birds when they're, you know, dating. So she gave me half of it. She was like, I'm not going to be able to finish all this. I was like, all right, well, I'll eat it.
0: Well, and scallops usually, too, is something so easy to finish. You get like four little scallops there. You should be able to eat all that. But OK, I'm pretty, pretty sure go she got, got some. I'm
1: pretty sure they gave her six of the scallops. Okay. And they were to dude, did not disappoint. That was really Really good.
0: That's definitely the sign of a good restaurant when you can do fancy seafood dishes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everyone can make some sort of chicken that tastes all right. But, dude, you get some scallops. That's, uh, mm. that's good stuff right there.
1: It was so good. So, dude, all we've been doing. And then yesterday, I was at, you know, I don't want to demonize anything, but I'm sitting there just drinking beer, eating pizza. That's not good for the waistline. I was going
0: to say, and I know she twisted your arm to get you there.
1: Well, now, oh, I, that, no, 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 that one, <laughs> that one I can't blame on her. She didn't go with me.
0: Um, while you're still on the world tour of restaurants, before you go back into, hey, shutting the mother down. Oh, I already did it. I was going to make the recommendation. Do it, but I did it. Dimitro's on Cleveland Avenue, yeah. dude. Stopped by there this weekend. So freaking good. Yeah,
1: so Saturday night after you and I hosted Comic-Con, Fantone says to me all day at Comic-Con, dude, we, we got to have this. this. Dimitro's, it's like a drive, you can't even eat there. It's like a drive through And I was like, oh God, well, how good's it going to be? And then he hits me with a, no dude, they got the Italian beef sandwiches like Chicago. All right, well, now I gotta try it. So, like, I I,
0: I thought it was just pizza, and it was like, no, dude, this ain't pizza. This ain't pizza, it's the Italian beef, and it's phenomenal.
1: So, I pulled right out of the Civic Center, went right (laughs) to Dimitro's. I was like, all right, let's find out, right? Yeah, I forgot I ate that this weekend. I also ordered the meatball sandwich, I took that home, and then I ate that a little (laughs) later. I ate it later, it wasn't, I didn't eat them back to back. I ate it later. The whole thing came off the rails <laughs> this weekend, didn't it? It did.
0: The whole thing, man. The whole wow. thing.
1: The whole thing came off the rails. And honestly, I gotta be, <laughs> dude. If I'm being re- real honest with you, I don't yeah. feel real great right now. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't feel real good right now at all. No, I gotta get it back and try. That's why, dude. I'm right back to the protein shake right now. Gotta do it because, dude. You know how they do that? They just wanna, they want to go the places. You know Yeah,
0: especially in the beginning, it feels like every time you see each other you have to do something. If you haven't gotten to the point yet of like where just doing nothing is okay, like it still is that expectation of well we gotta do something. And we ran out of things to do like two weeks ago so we might as well go eat and it's like yeah I totally see in the beginning part of a relationship and I'm sure it's partially by design where she's trying to fatten you up a little bit get you off the market but still like you're gonna you're gonna easily put some pounds on by, by eating out that often
1: well if she's up listening getting ready for work girl I got game you don't think I can pull bitches fat I for sure could. don't fatten me up I got game for days getting me fat ain't gonna do nothing are you crazy sad yeah it's gonna right and then I'm gonna have to tap out in the middle of sex sessions you want that you want that i don't I, I bet you don't want that you know what i did that was smart actually on what friday though is dude instead of like we didn't like drive we walked to dinner okay because it was a nice night out yeah, let yeah. me tell you dude that was smart because dude she's talked about it 150 times since then oh my god the most romantic thing ever and then you walked to dinner with me and it was like, God, man, just, dudes are bums, huh? Like, guys are just, like, dropping the, the ball on their job a lot.
0: Yeah, and I guess downtown, if you don't live there, you're not necessarily going to be able to pull that off, but that's definitely a perk of it. It's a it. perk of living downtown. Of living close to restaurants is like, yeah, now all of a sudden, and I would say more so than, like, a romantic show down there, I would say, like, the fact that you don't have to get an Uber to drive home is fantastic, right? Yeah,
1: no, it it's kind of nice. You know what I mean? We've done that a couple of times because it was raining the one time, so we've right. done that a couple of times, and, you know, I ain't going to make her do all that, but, like, uh, but, no it's nice that's that's why I moved there, is because I, I wanted to be close to, you know, action and things right. and be, you know, close to bars and restaurants and things that I could lean on, especially when I first got here, because I didn't know anybody. So I was like, well, you don't want to be driving around. That's against the law. Cops get, re- they have no sense of humor on it. So like, whatever you do, don't drink and drive. It's not good. Um, and so like, that's one of the reasons I moved there. And now all these years later, because dude, Danielle would have never walked. Ever like it would she? She was too high maintenance for it, and so like I never really got to capitalize on that when I first moved here, and so now like I, I, that I'm able to do it. I was dude it was actually kind of nice, and dude I can't say it enough. Dude, Frontimos was legit. Two big thumbs up. Man. Yeah, it was uh, it was legit. So so very good. I have this interesting story on Viagra. Okay, and I don't have a ton of time here, so I don't want to go crazy. But like, dudes are starting to take this pretty regularly now. It's guys who don't need it. These are like dudes in their 20s and their 30s. They have not been diagnosed with erectile dysfunction. Now, should be pointed out, a lot of doctors claim, I don't know if they're right on it or not, but a lot of doctors claim that somewhere around like 80% of ED is mental. That very few men actually have physical... Um, you know you know issues with erectile dysfunction that you 're psyching yourself out,
0: yeah, I know Viagra is you know it 's supposed to open up kind of the blood vessels and and allow more flow to the penis there um but you know they, they, whatever percentage it is that 's in your mind and whatever percentage is like a placebo effect of why why it works i don 't know, but I will say I think there is that level of whether it's truly giving you a f- more firm erection or just giving you a boost of confidence that now I'm like a sexual, you know, tiger. It's like, "Oh, it, it's 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 doing something for dudes," I think.
1: Yeah. Uh okay, it, and it uh, and it does. So, this is not probably
0: smart. <laughs> it's probably not. I would I would say it's probably so not smart.
1: I got a buddy that I golf with. Okay. Who has a line on it's not necessarily it's it's an off-brand Viagra. Okay but he but he's got a pretty good line on them. He seems to be he seems to have them pretty regularly, right? And so every once in a while he'll just give you a couple. You know, you will be playing golf with them and you'll be like, "Hey man, I shoved some stuff in your golf bag." You know, it's like, all right, well, whatever. And you always gotta look because you never know with him.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, you gotta be careful on that one. <laughs> yeah, you never know with him, right? It's <laughs> so, a Very dangerous line. Yeah,
1: that's a that do that's good that, be that's a that's a really weird game, right? Okay. So like yeah. you know, you know what I mean? You're looking around like, all right, well, that's okay. All right, yeah, all right. that's all right. I'm glad I have that. Right? And so if somebody gives you something, you're gonna try it. You're I'm that's just the way it works. Like, especially something with your penis. You're gonna try it. Unless yeah. it involves like knives near it. I'm yeah. you're probably going to get like more okay. right. if it's a, like, hey, this thing's going to make sex better. You're going to try it. Now, I've used this stuff years ago, too, but not that long ago. I was given one of these. So I took it. And. I didn't really notice like. Again, so much joking has been made about E.D. pills that I think people believe some of like, you know, the easy lies or then jokes about them it's not like you take a Viagra and your penis just gets erect and you don't know what you're going to do with it. Like somebody still, your mind still has to want to have sex. Now, if somebody kind of gets you like, kind of like going with something, then it comes up. But I didn't really notice it being like, Jesus, this erection is crazy. But what I will tell you, I noticed, and it wasn't even so much me. It was my, it it was the person I was having sex with. And she was just like, Jesus, you're impossible to get off. And I was like, nah, not really. (laughs) like this but dude it desensitizes you a little bit because what happens is the erection honestly gets a little like too focused where you, honestly you lose sensation in it.
0: I I I think it all just kind of goes back to there is and I don't I don't know what it is. You're right whether it's a desensitization or whether it's you know the 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 lust that it kind of interjects into your blood or whatever but like I, I think more than anything, it's if you take that pill and they could give you that sugar cube, this could be 100 percent placebo, and they say this is going to make you perform better sexually, you're going to all of a sudden you're gonna get that like little boost. You're gonna get that little like pep in your step. And and I'm not I'm not surprised at all to find out that dudes that don't need this are using this to to give
1: themselves that extra confidence. No, boost. for sure not. Like I said, I used it not that long ago and it was great. It was honestly, it was, it was fantastic but what they're worried about is is like any other drug you put it in your system and guess what happens your body adapts to it it starts to figure it out starts to not not work as much so what then happens you start taking more of it this is like any other drug and then so what they're worried about dude is that down the road if you take too much of this stuff and then you don't have it can't find it guess what's going to happen your penis is gonna be like sorry bro you gave me all that extra work like you gave me all that extra where is that now without that i'm not doing this
0: yeah i mean we've talked about this in the past with pornography and how dudes will go harder and harder down that rabbit hole or even like we talked about this with masturbation where guys are so used to doing it their specific way and when their woman can't recreate that all of a sudden their penis doesn't work because it's like you've you've, you've got me so conditioned to you know to, to to start you know drooling when i hear that bell ring that like if you don't have that bell ring of of course, nothing's going to happen.
1: Exactly there. right. Yeah. So I'd be worried about that. So I would put I, I I don't. So if you've got this and you're using it, it's not that I would tell you not to use it, but I would be I would make sure you're not using it every time you're having sex. By the way, if you're in a relationship, she's probably dealt with your lack of ability at this anyway, and she's still hanging around. So you're doing something right. I would imagine. Just don't over. It's like any other drug. Just don't overdo it and don't allow your body to build up. It's you know a, you know its system to fight against it. That's all it is. Is like you keep going, you keep using more and more. You're going to build up a tolerance to it, and then it will not work. And in the end, your penis ultimately might not work. That doesn't sound good at all. So the Browns' story was pretty sad yesterday, but there was something that happened with another team that was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in football. That's next on Rock
3: 106. Rock 106.9
1: back to the Sands Show. we on Rock to Coming up at 7 o'clock. A football player did something yesterday. A non-brown did something yesterday. I couldn't believe it. I can't, I still can't believe it. I can't wait to get into that 7 o'clock. Scott from WinningForNextYear.com joins us at 8. 9 o'clock. A strip club in Nashville is doing something I can't believe either. Like, honestly, I can't believe it's not happening here. We do, oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, Nashville getting after at 9 o'clock. We'll give you that. So a guy here who listens to us every day. From Medina, I'm assuming via iHeart, uh, you know the iHeart Radio app. is how he does that. Came down to Canton this weekend, Saturday night, so we could go see Dark Horse or Divorce Horse, and I was there. I actually went. That was actually pretty good. He said, "Dude, I gotta tell you, it's my second time there. Canton's not as bad as everybody tells you it is. See, it's kind of the same feeling as we have here at the Square, in Medina, and it does kind of have that same vibe, downtown Canton." He's like, we got that Macho Nacho place, too. That place was really good. You're right. Had a blast. Yeah, see, I can get people from Medina to come here. I can't get people from Jackson to go downtown. That's why I keep trying to tell people, do your fear of downtown is unwarranted. It really, really is. Now, I understand it because if you get, like, right outside of downtown, it starts to get a little sketchy again in certain areas. But, like, right in the center right there, you're going to be fine. And I've never understood this. Well, on first Friday, you're you're all down there. So, what do you think was going to happen to you the Thursday night before? (laughs) What 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 do you think is going to happen, dude? If you're a smart criminal, aren't you only going to go down there the night where there's actually going to be people there? That's what I would do. I guess, like,
0: I understand that. Oh, if you go, you know, three blocks in the wrong direction, but like, have you never been to a city before? Like, welcome, welcome to urban places. Like, that's the truth of things. I'll give you a
1: perfect example. So, New Orleans, right? I went twice for Mardi Gras, twice. And as you're going down Bourbon, the cops block off the streets. You're not allowed to walk down the side streets. You're not allowed. The cops won't let you. And they say, dude, this is a tourist attraction, but this is New Orleans, bro. This is one of the most dangerous cities in America. If you walk down there, they are going to shoot you and rob you for sure.
0: And and as you probably live next to a heroin dealer in your small town, America, where you just think like, oh, I'm safe out here. At least uh, an Oxy dealer. uh, Right? I mean, at least. (laughs) At at least least an Oxy uh, dealer. Right. So I just, I, I understand like, okay, hey, we're going into the city. Therefore, we need to keep our heads on a swivel. We need to, you know, make sure we remember where we parked. Did you lock that door? Yes. Put your wallet in your front pocket. You know what? Don't carry your purse. Throw it in the trunk. I'll take care of the money. I get all those things. I really do. But like this, this, this concept of like, oh my gosh, I can't even go go down there i'm just going to do it. not only am i going to get shot i'm going to get stabbed and gang raped too and it's just like guys that is not going to happen to you well hopefully not (laughs) fingers crossed that
1: won't happen to you yeah you're gonna be fine everybody's gonna be fine all right so if you listen to the show a lot you maybe have picked up a time or two that i could be a little judgmental okay and uh it's really stupid if you think about it because I'm an idiot, and my life's out of control. And like I'm not okay. doing, I'm not doing things great. So I don't know what, what I'm judging other people for, right? Okay. But I can be that. And Fantone has told me a thousand times that he f- feels like I'm self defeating, especially in in um in the affairs of the you know the fair sex.
0: And I think a lot of people are that way. But just observing you for the past almost five years now, I can definitely see times when you throw hurdles in front of yourself as. Checkout points as like, all right, that's an exit ramp now because it's like, eh, I don't want to, I don't want to have to deal with that. And it's like, well, it's not that big of a deal.
1: See, I thought about you on my date on Friday. Oh, nice. I'm glad you're doing <laughs> that. I, I, I thought about you because we went to Ferronimo's, right? And we're, right. And we're there and they ask you the same question they ask everybody before you eat. Would you like something from the bar? Okay. So we got drinks. Of course. Okay. Got an IPA, right? And she doesn't drink a lot of wine. She's normally a beer drinker, but sometimes when we go get dinner, she'll have wine, right? And this is this will give you a peer into who I am as a person. Who, who, and who I am as a crazy person. It's like, ah, I'm out, right? Like, dude, I'm normally like I normally will search for things to give me excuses to not have to talk to people anymore. Okay. Right? And so she orders. And this is the second time I've seen this at this restaurant. And it's not a big deal, but my mind goes, Oh, God. <laughs> like that's what happens. Okay. And she ordered Moscato. Okay. Right. Now she's not this chick. But she is from the south side of Canton, dude. And you're only getting her so far, right? Okay. okay. <laughs> you're only, dude, she's from the southwest side, dude. You're only getting, you're only taking her so far, right? So, the, so there's going to be that. And then, but it's, she's not this girl. And I want to make this abundantly clear because she'll get so mad. But do Moscato is like the standard calling card when a ghetto chick thinks she's being classy. And so like, now again, she's not that girl. But when I saw it, I was like, Oh God, I got one of these. Like. <laughs> Like, what am I doing? Is Moscato a brand of wine?
0: Is that what it is? Like, it's, it's a... It's
1: more a... I, I, is well, it a type,
0: like a Zinfandel? Or is it like... It's I don't more, know what it it's is. It's
1: more a type of wine, yes. It's a very sweet white wine. Multiple brands will make a Moscato. Okay. But it's, it's... Dude, it's very big... In the rap community, like they they really like the Moscatos, and again because of the flavoring. Yeah,
0: but I mean they I like mean, pa- they like Patron too, so it's not like that's all of a sudden a trash drink, right?
1: No, nah, a lot of flavor though is what I'm saying. No, but Moscato is. It's dude. It's not. It's kind of one of these things where uh, ask a wine person and they'll tell you like, oh uh, yeah, they'll they'll eye roll you. Now, I don't care at all because I don't drink wine at all. I don't even know what a good wine is. I, I get, and I guess if you're in the
0: world of rolling your eyes what other people drink, I really don't care what you think at that point. Like, if you are truly somebody who's like, oh, pff, look at you drinking a domestic light beer. Oh, why don't you drink
1: one of these? Well, or, I, 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 a a sommelier. That's just who they are. And they're going to look at you like, oh, God.
0: I, I guess if 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 sommelier if, if was the, I, I, I do why does that matter what what is it
1: I, I just look I don't know I don't make the rules I just know the way it works like dude that's the that's the perception of Moscato which is like oh okay dude the ghetto chick thinks she's classy. I, 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 this this to me. Just seems I can't believe you've worked in high end restaurants. You don't know that. This to me just seems like it just
0: it just seems like a like what like why does this it, like dude? It, they it, have it. It's not like it's like she ordered something that was so no. low class that this no, no, restaurant no. didn't have again,
1: it. Again, dude. Again, man. Why? I don't know why we got to get this so serious about this. It was just like one of those things I just kind of noticed, and it is that's the perception of it. Now I don't no, I, the Really, why I why I brought it up is to again. Normally, for somebody I didn't like, I'd be like, I would that would be enough. I would use it as an excuse, but like eh, I'm kind of out on that.
0: Do you feel like that was a, no, a not red flag? flag?
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Is that dude? I I I I, find, I feel like is, as if I'm in a different situation because I was like, eh, I don't care. I, you know what I mean? Drink what you want. I don't care because ultimately I don't.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say is like I, I, I really don't I understand if it was something like embarrassing like you go to a restaurant and like she orders I I, I guess I can't even come up with it like if she orders like a wine cooler or something where it's like what were you thinking obviously they don't have that that shows me something different but th- this restaurant has this so it's not like unheard of right? I no, mean No. No. no, no okay. No no no,
1: no. no, no, no. You're going to serve it. It's just okay, when I was a bartender, I worked at a performance venue. Okay? most of the time, you weren't pulling the Moscato out. But when Jeezy played, you had to make sure you had it. Like, you just had to make sure. Dude, it's, you know, it's kind of like Cavassier. It's like, dude, you're only pulling it off the rail, like, probably three nights out of the month. But those three nights, it's the only thing you're pulling off the rail. And it just, like... Again, it's not that big of a deal. She's going to be so pissed, but it's like when she's going to be so pissed, like so, so pissed. It was just one of those things. I just kind of noticed it. And then more is that I noticed me, not her, because I would normally, like I said, for a for a woman I didn't think I liked, I'd be like, oh, God, okay, that's enough. Wrap it up. Roll the credits. We're done. And because I'm an insane person. And that's really why I wanted to examine it. It was like, Jesus, man. Look, like, I like there are not red flags, but there are other things who would have, like for my self-defeating attitude would have already been enough and I'm like, nah, I'm just looking past them. So dude, I think I might be in serious trouble.
0: I was going to say, dude, that definitely shows like you're treating this differently where it's like, yes, I I I you No, th-
1: I want something different.
0: You throw a hurdle up for an exit ramp where it's like, okay, it's not my fault anymore. Yeah. The fact that you're willing to look past stuff like that. And I mean, dude, we're talking about a wine selection here, so let's not yeah, you know, let's I'm not, a snob. Like, let's not throw ourselves on that cross too hard. Dude, but I will say that definitely shows that you're treating this differently. It's
1: hard to find snobs in Star Wars <laughs> shirts, but here I sit. Here I am. Just judging everybody. In a Han Solo t-shirt. Good Christ. All right. <laughs> I can't believe it. I cannot believe how a professional athlete decided to put the bow on their career. I can't believe this. That's next on Rock 106.9.
3: The boys brought popcorn. The Ferry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock
2: 106. Hello, everybody. You're looking live at Fansville, a college football utopia. Fansville. Where the rivers flow with ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Where the yards are lined with chalk and the homes are filled with framed photos of your head coach. Above the mantle. A place where you can wear a jersey to a job interview. Bold move. And you get that job because the boss was wearing the same jersey. Touchdown. Where the coolers are filled with Dr. Pepper. And so are the fridges, glove compartments, and pretty much any place you can think of. So much Dr. Pepper. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper. The official drink of Fansville. Grab some today. Some game day cravings can't be
3: denied. Stock up on your favorite Dr. Pepper products today at your neighborhood giant eagle. Hashtag official drink of fans. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have Sammy Hagar tickets for you. October 17th, he's playing Hard Rock Rock Rocksino. Love Sammy. I'll probably go to that.
0: Are Are you a Van Hagar guy? Because a lot of people like not a real big fan.
1: Yeah, I think they got to get over it. I think, dude, people forget how good Van Hagar started out and how good it really ended, really, at the end of the day. Like, you replace... Dude, David Lee Roth, say whatever you want about him, he's a phenomenal front man. Like, he knows how to, like, do that job, right?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So to replace Dave and, like, kind of carry that band. Now, like, if you want to knock Van Halen for the... I think Sammy takes the brunt of people's hatred for something that was probably going to happen to Van Halen whether or not David Lee Roth was there or Sammy Hagar been there meaning a more synthetic sound coming out of their records it was the era and I think people blame Sammy sign of the times
0: for sure for sure. I mean you know the, 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 the 80s and that push there of that digital sound in music like everyone got affected by that
3: I don't know why the most
1: famous song ever Jump where was that, where was that lick played? Was it played on the guitar? No it was not. It okay. was played on the keyboard. Okay. So what are we mad at Sammy Hagar for? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, that's right. Music arguments never hold water, actually. But once you start to like really examine them, they never hold water. So, no, I love... Dude, and this song right here, Pound Cake, one of the best songs Van Halen ever did. Nah, I'm all, I'm all in on Sammy. Right. I like Sammy. Dave's great, don't get me wrong. And I probably like the Dave catalog better. But Sammy did a great job singing the Dave stuff live in shows. And Sammy's got the better voice probably at the end. Seems like a cooler dude, too. But whatever. But October 17th, Hard Rock Roxino, We'll get you into that. I want to go to that. So something happened yesterday in the football field. I can't believe it. Now, it's not the Browns losing, because I told you.
0: (laughs) We can believe that.
1: Everybody kept telling me, Oh, six games, seven games they're gonna win. I told you, you're nuts. You're nuts. That's a four and twelve football team.
0: At any point yesterday did you believe? No. There was a point
1: they I wanted to. They were up 12-something, and I looked at across the table. Oh, dude, we were at Krause's. I looked at both my buddies. I was like, dude, you know they lose here, right? I think they were up nine, and
0: my girlfriend was excited, and I wanted to buy in with her. I wanted to, and I was just like, but no, it's Drew Brees, and it's, it's the Drew Browns, Brees. and no, it's not going to happen, and it did.
1: That guy's thrown for like 75,000 yards or something. Something crazy Drew Brees is throwing for. But outside of the Browns. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't want you to tell me about that on the web series. <laughs> I don't want you to tell me that right now. The Buffalo Bills. Which, by the way, thank God you're not them. Meanwhile, next week when Sam Darnold, the quarterback you should have drafted, comes into town and kicks your ass, and everybody has to then look at me and go, yeah, man, you were kind of right on that, man. We probably should have taken Sam Darnold. When that happens... I'll then at least buck you back up and say, at least you're not the Buffalo Bills who moved up in the draft to overreach to take Josh Allen, a kid who should not be playing in the NFL. At least you didn't do that. Cause Baker Mayfield's gonna be a solid B quarterback. He'll be all right.
0: At the very least, Bills fans have to be very frustrated right now of like Terod Taylor just walked away right. and, and, I mean, serviceable yesterday. It's not like he had a great game, not like he had a terrible game. It was just kind of a serviceable guy. That's who he is, though. But, yeah, I mean, to, to be standing here starting Josh Allen, that's got to be like, what the F did we
1: just do? But a two-time Pro Bowl cornerback, Vontae Davis, for the Buffalo Bills, retired yesterday. Now, that's not that crazy. Right. Except for the fact he did it at halftime told the team, yeah, I'm not going back out. Refused to be put back in the lineup. Said he was done. Just calling it a career. Now, I told you. I told you this stuff was going to start to happen. I told you when T-O didn't come to the Hall of Fame. Dude, this is the problem with with telling all these dudes how how big of stars they are. Because what Twitter's going to tell this guy now is initially he's going to get crushed. Right? He's going to get crushed. Because the initial reaction will be, like, the diehard old school guys, tie your boots up, go to work hard, that whole thing, right? It'll be those guys. You don't quit on the team. But then right behind that will be the soft-ass, bitch-made Twitter mafia. Which will be, oh, I mean, you're worried about your family, you're worried about your health. I mean, that's the right way to go. Really, we should applaud it for being such a forward thinker. Or pussy is what we'll call it. I it's- under- But that's what's going to happen, is now, dude, you've given these guys, dude, you've given them this ego boost that they, dude, they're all quarterbacks now. That's the problem. We've turned every position in the NFL to a quarterback now because everybody's got a timeline.
0: I understand, especially after you've been involved in something for so long, there probably does come to be a point where you can just see it in yourself where it's like, I should not be doing this anymore. And the fact that he was able to recognize that in himself, I think is a good thing. I think I think most pro athletes probably would do be better served to like be honest with yourself. But like you finished the game, bro. Right 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 right. That's all fine and like honestly like there like I said like I think more pro athletes would probably be better served. I think pro sports would probably be better served if dudes could be honest with themselves because there is something like oh my god, why is this guy still holding on? But it's in the middle of a game. That's a fundamental difference between Yo, I recognized this during the game, and as soon as that game was over, it hit zero zero. I decided, yo, it's time. It's time to, to retire. I get that. I respect that. Even if you would have said, "Hey, man, I don't feel right. Like, I don't feel right. I'm not coming back out." But to tell the team you retire in the middle of the game, where it's that's garbage. That, 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 it's just garbage. It's, like, it,
1: it's really that's that's the least pro athlete thing I've ever seen in my entire life
0: least professional thing i've ever seen in my entire life because there was a. i yeah, i'm ra- not going
1: to quit the show in the middle of a show there was
0: a radio show recently where somebody quit in the middle of it and somebody that i had for the longest time really had held in high regard in a professional sense where it's like dude that guy was one of the cleveland legends like that guy was a name oh yeah and I know he just quit about. in the middle of his show and like and it was weird uh, it's garbage dude it is like you make a commitment to each other, to the other teammate, to the person, to the person sitting the across audience. from you, right from all these
1: different. The levels, audience is really who the, you make the commitment to. To, to. the
0: ownership, to the to, to everyone, you make this commitment, and if you can't stick through it, dude, that's I'm sorry, like that's not that's not acceptable in the middle of a game. That just isn't.
1: He says this isn't how I uh, pictured retiring from the NFL, but in my 10th NFL season, I have been doing uh, what I've been doing to my body. Has, uh, has been programmed to do. Get ready to play on game day. I've endured multiple surgeries and played through many different injuries throughout my career. And over the last few weeks, uh, this was the latest physical challenge. Today on the field really hit me fast and hard. I shouldn't be out here anymore. I mean, no disrespect to my teammates, coaches, but I hold myself to a standard. Really? Then finish the game if you hold yourself to a standard. Mentally, I always expect myself to play at a high level, but physically, I know today that is impossible, and I had an honest moment with myself when I was on the field. I just didn't feel right, and I told the coaches, I'm not feeling like myself. I also wondered, do I want to keep sacrificing? And truthfully, I do not because the season is long, and it's more important for me and my family to be able to walk away away healthy than uh, willfully embrace the warrior mentality and limp away too late. This was an overwhelming decision, but I'm at peace with myself and my family. I choose to be uh, grateful to God for allowing me to play the game that I have loved as a boy until I turned 30 years old. I choose to be grateful to God for being, as, uh, for being a part of the NFL and making lifelong friends over the last decade. There were roadblocks and pitfalls along the way, but I am grateful to God for all of it because he doesn't promise any of us an easy journey. Lastly, I'm grateful to God for what he has in store for me ahead in this next chapter of my life. Never once does he thank the fans... I mean, dude, see what I'm saying? Like, dude, we just, and ironically, dude, I'm blaming you, but this is why this happens. We do. We're pumping these dudes up to believe a version of themselves that is not true, is not real. And we're treating everybody like quarterbacks. Everybody's everybody's an individual. And now guys don't have to come to the you know ceremony to be inducted in the Hall of Fame anymore. You don't have to finish out your commitment to your team to retire anymore. This is really dumb of Avante Davis. I don't know if he would have been a good broadcaster or not, but good luck getting a TV job for the NFL now. Good luck. They're going to put the quitter on TV?
0: I, 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 I Like I said, I think there's a real respect for him to say that Where it's like, physically, I'm not good enough anymore But you can't make that decision You
1: knew it after week one You
0: can't make that decision in the middle of a game And
1: if you were that close If you could, if I could make you quit in the middle of the day You had been thinking about it Oh,
0: of course no, there's You no drove question. to the
1: stadium yesterday thinking about it,
0: it, it just and, and this morning, when you came there You had to have known that deep down inside Yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying On your way to the game yesterday You were like, I don't want to be doing this I understand that realization
0: coming in the third quarter. I really do. I really think there probably is something about like, dude, I just got smoked for the fourth time. These kids are younger than me. They're better than me. What am I doing here? I need to be done with this. I understand coming to the realization. You can't make it reality yet, though. Like, you owe it. You owe something to the rest of your team there.
1: This guy on Twitter is totally right. Joe's totally right. He goes, dude, good luck being a coach on any level. You're the dude who quit. Good luck telling a player... Looking a player in the face telling them how they got to leave it all out there.
0: Now, we're all saying this. like, Well, good luck doing them. The homies, I assume, has got millions upon millions of dollars. Probably is like, yeah, dude, I'm okay.
1: Ah, dude, you ever seen that ESPN 30 for 30 called Broke? Of course. Bigger athletes than Vontae Davis went broke after they quit playing. Because, dude, again, these guys don't make the money that gets reported in the newspaper. They don't clear that. So, of course, like the average idiot fan thinks that these dudes all have money. Vontae Davis, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, has got very... I, and Dude, you, I know you're going to be able to Google it and go, no, his net worth is $32 million. Right. What's his friend's net worth? What's his, what's his aunt and uncle net worth? What's his... You know what I mean? What's his business partner net worth? What are the restaurants he invested in in the last five years that are underperforming? What's that going to do? Like, dude, these guys never have the money you think they have. Ever. Ever. And so, dude, I don't think Vontae Davis, a two-time Pro Bowler in 10 years. I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily a lock to think that guy's walking away with FU money for the rest of his life from the NFL. I don't think so. Maybe, but I would highly, highly doubt it. More Stansberry Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansbury
3: Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love, it. I love it. Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Sands Bray Show. We're on Rock 1069. Scott from WinningFornextyear.com joins us at 8 o'clock. then at 8 30, we'll pass out the Sammy Hagar tickets. He's playing the Roxino October 17th. I'll probably go to that. I uh, I'm I'm a Sammy person. The Red Rocker up there. I like Sammy. One of my best concert memories ever happened with Sammy. Uh, a friend of mine is a huge Van Halen fan. Now I was I'm a fan, don't get me wrong. But he was a huge Van Halen fan. And they played the Q. I don't know when this would have been but it was uh Sammy was at the front of the band and I somehow through munch is how I did it I got like really good like VIP tickets like so instead of like front row there was like a whole cut out on like the left and the right hand side of the stage where they put like a like a like a pit that was like in front of the front row right. and we sat there and Sammy Hagar, like, opened beers and was, like, shoving, like, pouring Corona in my buddy's beer cup. And he, I've known him since high school. And he looked at me, he's like, dude, Sammy Hagar just poured <laughs> beer in my cup, man. And he's, like, hugging me. He's like, dude, dude, you got the coolest job ever. And I didn't care at all. But, like, he's having, like, the time of his life. And, like, that's when I have fun doing stuff like that. It's like when somebody who, like, would not have access, like, dude, he still to this day, texts me all the time about it. He's like, dude, that was so great. Now I'm married with three kids and I hate my life. <laughs> I'm kidding. I shouldn't say that. I believe they're happily married. We're going to have to do this a couple of times before the season actually gets here. And uh, and every time you're going to hear me tell you to shut up and to quit crying about it. Okay. I don't want to hear about how everybody's already forcing Christmas on you. I don't want to hear about it. Okay. Oh, my God. I mean, just let the season be the seasons. Much like at Christmas time, I don't want to hear about how there's a war on Christmas. Either we're starting it way too early or there's a war to stop it. Which one is it? You can't have it both ways, but I hear both arguments every GD year. Yeah, I guess
0: if you're going to put it through that filter, that's a very good point. I mean, if if the biggest retailer on the face of the planet is putting the the stuff out there too fast, they can't be anti it, right? Then
1: there's not a war on it. Okay.
0: Okay. Then there's no war on it. Yeah, when they have a countdown to it every year, yeah, it's hard to say, well, like, and there's a station from the biggest media company on the face of the planet that's embracing it. It's hard to necessarily say, like, there's a
1: war. There you go. Okay. But now Avon, Ohio, now in the crosshairs. As apparently the Costco out there. On September 16th, yesterday, rolled out their Christmas trees. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why people are pissed. Oh, yes, I do. You're bored. This is what I'm always talking about social media. You're not mad about this. You're bored. No, 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 but but these evil CEOs, I mean, they got us working more hours than ever before. Yet you heard about Costco selling Christmas trees earlier, though, didn't you? Now, how'd you do that? Because you're not working all that hard. Like, I'm always telling you. You may be in that building longer than ever before. You're pressing enter on a keyboard, though. There is a real point there of like,
0: yeah, but you're on Facebook for half your work.
1: So so I'm looking at Facebook right now. But and again, I will always reference this book because it changed my life. And as a matter of fact, so many of you ask me every time like I'll get messages for like a week straight. Hey, tell me about that again, because this is how many people are dealing with financial issues in their life. There's a book that changed my life, Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. He's got like 11 different books on how to change your financial life. Total Money Makeover is the one I read, and I loved it. I use the system to this day, and it has helped me tremendously. Now, I bring that, up, you're like, why the hell are we talking about, you know, my 401k and Christmas? Because you're the same person who's going to bitch to me about how Christmas trees are in the stores today. And yet, December twenty seventh, you are going to talk to me about how poor you are. Snuck
0: up on me this year, Stansberry. I just didn't know it was coming. I didn't know.
1: In the book, he tells you Christmas is at the same time every year. That if Christmas makes you broke every year, that you're an idiot, not poor. Yeah, I was
0: going to say if if anything, (laughs) that's how it goes. If anything, this should kind of be celebrated in the sense of. If you are somebody who's like, dude, I have a huge Christmas to deliver this year. My kids are in that sweet spot from probably ages like five to ten, where okay. it's like they still believe, they still, you know, have that magic full in their eyes. Right? Full okay. on, full on Santa mode. Sure. Full on, like, yo, this is it, babe. We've got the money. We've got, you know, we'll dude. This is the year. Let's blow this one out. And now you can plan for it. Now you can say, instead of like, dude, yo, that paycheck that comes out December 1st, I got to get all this Christmas crap. You can be like, yo, they've got it out early. I can go buy it now. Therefore, I can have like, all right, I'll have all the decorations out of this paycheck. I'll have all the, you know, the presents for Jenny out of this paycheck, all the presents for Timmy out of this paycheck. And all of a sudden, dude, your Christmas isn't a a financial nightmare
1: for you. No, you wake up the day after Christmas and guess what? You're relaxed, feeling pretty good. All right. Feeling pretty good. But no, we're Americans, and we're told, greatest country ever, man. You're told nothing you do is wrong, man. So you just wait until three days before Christmas and try to find $1,500 out of thin air to supply Christmas for your entire family. It's dumb. You're being dumb.
0: I I think there's something to be said, too, about this that, like, this to me is like, you know, capitalism here in the sense of, like, there's people buying it. They wouldn't be selling it if people weren't buying it. Right. Like, it, 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 and as we right. push it back further and further and further, people are like, "Oh my gosh, it's just such a, it's a back to school." And there's already Christmas stuff out there. Well, yeah, but look in your cart. Like, somebody is buying this. Walmart wouldn't put stuff out there to lose to, money. To lose money. They're not putting stuff out there. Right. They're very limited on like, yo, this is what we've got. This is how much room we have to work with, and this is like what we're trying to sell here.
1: But what makes money? Ceremony is what makes money That's what drives you to the store Ceremony And that's what's going to get you to go do this And yeah, if you bought your i am Obviously fake Christmas tree But if you bought your fake tree in September Not mid-December When you're trying to buy the presents too Guess what happens You get to recoup your money Fantome was talking about it. He just bought a house, right? And you're going to be so pissed when you hear this because you're going to realize Fantone's smarter than you. Jeez,
0: that's that's a bad place for anybody to be, dude. If this is really going to happen, dude, you should be ashamed of yourself. He's
1: smarter than you because what did he do? He picked up a second job, and then he, he and his girlfriend both. Out of every paycheck they got, they just started putting money aside for the down payment. Essentially, that's what we're telling you to do for Christmas. That's it. But I know, but I don't want to take money out this week I want to go do this, or I want to buy this And I'll even throw—I'll use myself, but I want to buy a new driver Or I want to go play golf Those are I want us, not I have to's Those are I want to's Christmas doesn't sneak up Dude, it's the same time every year Christmas doesn't make you broke Your poor planning habits is what made you broke Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey Now again, I've told you every time I talk to you about this book For those of you that have never heard this The first three chapters are about How you're dumb And it's your fault. This isn't you don't make enough money or the system's screwing you or really everything's, you know, systemically racist. It's dude, there's no BS in the first three chapters of the book. You're a moron. You screwed up your finances and he sits you down and calls you a moron and then tells you how to fix it. So if you can't handle tough medicine, stay away from the book. If you're one of these new age woke Twitter pussies, stay away because the book ain't for you because you'll never be able to handle it. But if you can be told that something is wrong with you, and you can be like, you know what, never really looked at it like that before, but if I'm being honest, I'm kind of bad about that, then the book will save your life. It'll save your life. But quit getting mad at retailers for trying to make money. Where do you want? More closed storefronts as you drive through your crappy small town? Or do you want them selling the products you'll actually leave your goddamn houses for to go buy so they're open next year, you know, so you can work there? You can't have it both ways. We're either a war on Christmas or we start Christmas too early. Get together, Twitter. Figure out which one it is, and then I'll be mad at whoever's left over. (laughs) How about that? All right. Oh, my God. The Christmas.
0: Getting started early this year. I like it, dude. I'm in.
1: I may have a coronary. (laughs) You know? That might happen. That might happen. Who do you think I was yelling at right there? Me or them? I think it was me. I think I might have been yelling at me. Wait till you hear what's happening in Nashville. That's coming up at 9 a.m. this morning on Rock 106.9. Yo,
0: guys, Phantom from the Stansberry Show here, checking in with my crystal clear vision. Thanks to my friends at the Roe Holt Vision Institute. That's right. We're talking about 2020 vision here, baby. That's perfect. And you could be seeing the same way. All you have to do is reach out to the good folks at the Rollhold Vision Institute. So if you've been thinking about LASIK, dude, the first step is to get some facts. And they're all available to you at rollholtvision.com. You can take the self-evaluation test. You can check out some of the financing options. Or maybe you just want a better picture of what LASIK actually is. Well, it's all right there for you. All you have to do is visit that website. Like I said, it is rollholtvision.com. 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We'll talk to Scott. From winningfornextyear.com get his take on Josh Gordon, all things Browns related. Josh uh, Gordon expect to be traded by uh, four PM today. They're being I'm being told from Ian Rappaport is where I got that. Apparently, he's got a low salary hit, so teams are maybe going to be able to take the risk on him. Maybe a conditional pick on a guy who's probably not going to well, obviously not going to play the entire season for you, as we're already two games into it. Of course, there's going to be teams that take a risk on him. Of course, dude. If you he's, don't... Got, he's got Antonio Brown talent. Come on, of course. Dude, the Patriots are going to look at him for sure? Tom doesn't have a he doesn't have a guy he doesn't have a he doesn't have a wideout. There's a ton of teams who need that kind of talent, and that's why I don't buy whatever the hell is coming out of Berea. I don't. I'm sorry, but two three weeks ago it was the Eagles landed. He's coming. He's coming. Yeah. We're getting close to him coming back. The Eagles yeah. landed. To now we're just like going to shove him out in the middle of the night. That's why I don't buy. It was a hamstring. I don't buy. Do you think it's a hamstring? You, you come through all this stuff with Josh Gordon. Let me get this straight. We come, we come through all this BS with this guy. Years of it. Years of it. To get to a standard NFL injury and that's a bridge too far? Now we're going to let him go? Nah. I'm going with Mary Kay Cabot's tweet that said, showed up to the facility not like himself. Multiple people in the organization worried we're dealing with substance abuse again. That honestly compiled with... And again, everybody laughs when I say this, my source who hit me up, honestly, the night before the story kind of broke and said, oh, dude, just wait, this is about to go down. Oh, yeah. And sent me then double confirmation about what happened. Yeah, I'm not giving it to you, though. I will never tell you that story. As a matter of fact, you, you could draw and quarter me. You could honestly, Jeez. you could tape me to a chair and drive nails into my eyes. I'll never tell wow. you. I'll never Sammy the Bull Gravano on this ever. You'll never get it out of me. Because you mocked me so hard for having it. And now that you want Josh Gordon info so bad, you can barely take it. I'm not going to give it to you. Nope. I have it. Not giving it to you. Learn my lesson on that. But if you think a hamstring, like a regular standard NFL injuries, the thing they're going, let's make sure we get this freak of a talent out of here over this. You're crazy. You're crazy. And it's the reason why we continue to get lied to from these organizations, all organizations. You're the reason because you believe stupidity. You believe it. I mean, the bar was packed
0: yesterday when you were watching it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, packed. Everybody, packed. Re- everybody rebought in. There's no question. So at this point, I don't see why the Browns are trying to get better. I don't like, dude, we're constantly a story. They're constantly, you know, they're constantly in front of, in front of diehard fans. Why, why are you getting any better? Now, why? They are a little
1: better. But oh yeah, yeah. They're better than they were last year. But Pittsburgh laid an egg on you and you couldn't win. New Orleans sh- showed up yesterday and didn't honestly look great. That team honestly might be a little oversold. As you you lost to Tampa Bay, could have lost to Cleveland, and so you may be a little oversold. I'll give you that. But they're definitely more talented than we are, and you couldn't close them out. You can't, dude. This is what I kept saying before the season. Show me they're seven and, no, it's going to be this. It's going to be this. Show me the wins. Where are they? Look at the schedule. Tell me. Everybody was telling me how many games they were going to win. And then when I would pull up the schedule, they'd be like, well, I don't know. Well, what do you mean you don't know? You got to show me where they are on this schedule. This is a 4-12 and team at best. I've been saying it. Been saying it. What they need to trade Josh Gordon for, and this is why it'll never work because the fan base will erupt and you'll lose your goddamn minds. But what they need to trade Josh Gordon for today is two non-sexy picks. Two, four, five, y- y- multiple-year pro bowlers on the offensive line you've never heard of. That's the need.
0: Josh Gordon for a kicker is what they're saying out there at Sandsbury. They want, it, they want to put it all on Zane. Oh,
1: my God. Remember when we drafted a kicker? And you guys all lost your minds. Remember that? Now you want a kicker. Because it's a third of the game. Of course you draft kickers.
0: Well, and I think that's worth noting too. And like I I really saw this you know this 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 really became clear to me during a recent McKinley game where the other team's special teams were just so bad they couldn't win. And when you're in a position like that, you have to recognize it. And you can say all oh, Zane Gonzalez, dude, he's he was the one out there missing the kicks. It wasn't Hugh Jackson, but like Dude, you've known for this entire season that the Browns' special teams are piss poor, and you continued like they had that eight seconds left, and it's like you could have thrown a you know a pass to try to get into a better position, but they chose not to. They chose to run them out there, and like y- you have the responsibility as the head coach to be the one who 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 raises the standard of everything: the offense, the defense, the special teams. And like, yes, yes, he's not the one out there kicking, but you created this culture where this where this kicker was allowed to go out there and fail, and just fail miserably. And like, if if you're not willing to take responsibility for that, if you're going to be like, oh, it's all the kicker's fault, dude, I, it just speaks, it speaks volumes about why this organization is
1: dysfunctional as it is. For sure it does. For sure it does. Now, everything I was worried about, getting set up for Thursday night, right? Here comes Sam Darnold. Week three, Jets at Browns. I'm just telling you right now, if this kid goes for three touchdowns on your field, and you just had to trade Josh Gordon away from the team again. We just had to send him away from the team again. That's a negative story. Tyrod Taylor throwing fourth-quarter picks, you know, very Deshaun Kaiser-ish. That going on, and now Sam Darnold rolls into town and beats you? I've been saying this. You can fool everybody but the player. And if the player's then on the field, then see a kid come in who you should have drafted number one, who's ready to play as a number one pick, If they see him and he beats you, they're all going to not buy in anymore. And then the few wins you thought you were going to get are now gone. See ya. Wave goodbye. The players know. Baker Mayfield, I've said it once. I'm going to say it 10,000 times until the kid retires. He was a bottom of the first round, first pick of the second round quarterback. That's who he is. That's who he's always been. That's who he'll always be. Solid B. Solid B. He's not going to fail, solid B, but you passed on an A in Wentz, you passed on an A in Watson, and you passed on what's looking like going to be an A in Sam Darnold. To tell me that you wanted a B, you wanted an undersized, non-powerful arm B. That's what you wanted. You wanted one of those. That's interesting. It's interesting. I think Baker Mayfield's going to be okay. But Sam Darnold, I think, is probably going to end up being a really, really good NFL quarterback. And we passed on him. And if he beats you Thursday night, the players in the locker room are all going to know they screwed it up. And then they're not going to buy in at all. And then the slide happens. And then, oh, we'll promote Todd Haley. And here comes Baker Mayfield week six, week seven, like I've been telling you for a year. To help you buy back in to save the season. And before you know it, it's all over. Two games into the season, right? Two games. You guys kept telling me I was going to be 8-8. Eight and eight, And I kept saying, where? Show me on the schedule where the 8 are. There's not 8 wins in that team, guys. I'm sorry. There's just not. Scott from RunningForNextYear.com will tell us the exact same thing. That will be next on Rock
3: 106.9. The Stansbury Show. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. And every Monday at 8 o'clock, we're joined by our good buddy, Scott, from winningfornextyear.com. Make sure you check that site out. Uh, really good, up-to-date coverage on all your local sports. Some national stuff there as well. So, Scott, we know now. The Browns know. So, the, Mary Kay Cabot was the one who I saw tweeted at first. Josh Gordon showed up. The facility was not himself. She actually then went as far as to say... Multiple people in the organization worried we're dealing with substance abuse. Now, I've seen some other national sports media guys go, dude, this isn't about marijuana. Everybody needs to dial down the speculation. But here's what I know about the corporate culture, Scott, that if my boss had to come into the studio this morning and say, sorry, the Sansbury show will not be on the air because Sansbury showed up and was not himself. That's code for bro came in here on a Coke bender. We got to send him home, right? Like that's a, and probably going to fire him, right? So that's what not yourself means, right? It means you were under the substance uh, you were under the use of drugs, right?
4: I, based on the wording, I would assume so. Um, you know, again, the, the, the sticky part is is when you're in the drug program or whatever you want to call it with the NFL, mm-hmm. um, they can test you for anything. Sure. It's not just marijuana. Even, even, even if it's marijuana that got you there. I mean, don't forget, Josh was suspended for that full season that one time because he had drinks with... Uh, like the Brown season ended like early and then they went to, they was on a plane with like Joe, Joe Hayden or something. And, and like, but the NFL season wasn't over, you know, and he was shown he was shown having beers or something on that plane. And then that's what got him suspended that that next time. So um, there's, you know, they're very, very, very picky. Um, So, you know, when you, when you're saying not yourself, it could be a, it could be a variety of things. Um, But if you're just going to group it all into, you know, quote unquote substance, I think that, uh, You know, again, you know, it's Mary Kay's wording, but if uh, that's what she's being told, that's what she's being told.
1: Yeah, that's what I think it is. I think it's enough of enough of trying to, like, mental gymnastic over it and find why Josh Gordon can't seem to get his ass on the field. I've worked with an addict before, and I've said this a thousand times. Dude, addicts are the easiest thing ever. You know why? Because they only make one. They only make one version of it. There's only one kind. And so once you kind of realize it, you kind of know. Now, this is what I'm being asked, is that if it was drug-related, that that would hold up hit the, the Browns trading him. But what my guess is, I'm get this is my guess. Now, I do have more inside information of what happened with Josh Gordon than I'm going to tell anybody. I do. I kind of know what happened, and I'm not allowed to tell anybody. And the last time I did that, everybody got super mad at me, so I'm not risking it. But I know what happened. But let me ask you. If they, just showed, if they just saw him come into the facility and they felt like, oh, God, there's something happening here, they're not going to test him, right? Aren't they going to just be like, dude, get out of here, and you know what, dude, we're just sick of dealing with this, and we'll trade him, and therefore there would be nothing holding them up from trading him?
4: I, I, I would assume so. I don't know if the, the testing is on the teams. I think it's just a random NFL thing. I would be surprised if Josh is allowed to be traded before being tested. Um, okay. I you know I would, I would assume that there would be some. If I'm the, if I'm another NFL team, there's no way I'm trading for him without that being the case. Um, you know, unless it's some conditional pick that ranges from you know fourth to nothing or something like that. If he if he can't play, but um, you know, but clearly uh, the there's there's a, there's a lot at stake for for anyone who takes them on. But you know, as we've seen, as as Browns fans have been for the last you know four or five years now. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of reward um, if you're willing, to, uh, if you're willing to, to, to kind of take that on. So Fair. it'll be interesting. There, there's a lot of reports now saying they think they can get something done by 4 o'clock this afternoon. So That's it's kind of it just a wait and see.
1: Yeah, uh, it was the Ian Rapp report I saw this morning said, dude, by 4 o'clock this is going to be done. So my guess is that there are at least two or maybe three potential suitors saying, yeah, we're ready. Let's talk Josh Gordon. So who in your mind makes the most sense to come and try and trade for Josh Gordon,
4: you know the the easiest answer is going to be the Dallas because their skill position players are are very very lacking outside of Zeke Elliott and um, no problem you know, with troubled like, athletes.
1: They like the troubled yeah, well,
4: athlete. They don't. They don't they certainly don't mind. Right. Um, you, know, you, you know. So when Cole Beasley is your number one option on offense, um, you know you you might want to pick up the phone. Um, Oh, you know, and a lot of a lot of people now saying if Marcus Marcus Goodwin or Marquise Goodwin is is going to be hobbled for a little while in in San Francisco, and they're in win now mode, maybe that makes sense there. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of teams you could use somebody like Josh Gordon. You know, Green Bay could use a Josh Gordon. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I I uh, you know you could go down to you know Washington could probably use a Josh Gordon. Um, you know, Josh Dobson again is their is their number one receiver. So there's uh, you know there's and not that Josh is bad. But there's, a, but there's a lot of places for a guy who can, you know, rack up 1,600 yards in 13 or 14 games. Um, it's just a matter of a team culturally willing to take on that kind of distraction because he will be a distraction. He will, he will, be, he will, be, he will be a line of questions to the head coach, he'll be a line of questions to the offensive to, you know, front man. office, yeah. and then there's going to be a lot of teammates who have to answer questions on him being there. And, uh, you know, a lot of these people who have come into Cleveland – have come so you know josh is like the longest tenured player in the team right, right now so a lot of these players have right. come in here with him already existing you will be adding him to another culture and that's going to be it's going to be wildly different
1: yeah that's going to be an interesting thing i i we should move forward to to the rest of the team though uh, um they lose again yesterday now i thought they were going to get rolled and they didn't so i was wrong okay so apparently i don't know a damn thing i lost my i lost my bet with carolina getting five and a half at atlanta lost that bet and then I thought the Browns were going to get rolled yesterday. They didn't. But they still managed to lose. Now, I thought this team was 4-12 and at best. I was never one of these people that thought it was going to be, you know, six or more wins. I just didn't see it. I think the schedule is really, really tough. I've been asking you every week about it. And I'm going to say it again. As Thursday night. Here it comes. I'm telling you, dude, if Sam Darnold rolls into town Thursday night and lights it up, The players in that locker room, they're going to realize we screwed it up again, and, dude, they're going to be back out. And then now you got Hugh 0-3, first part of this season, no wins last season, one win the first season. So now we obviously got to fire him, and you promote Todd Haley, and they're going to bring in Baker Mayfield to help you sell you on the fact that they're going to try and save this damn thing, and we're going to see this kid well before we're ready, right?
4: So I will say I I don't know if I necessarily agree with if Darnold rolls this through this game on Thursday that they made the wrong pick if 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 you know you can't it's not a I don't think it's a referendum on Baker if Sam does well on Thursday um, because I you know I, I still don't think we I think we we're enticed by what Baker can do um, and at that point kind of meld into what you're saying it's on the front office and the coaching staff at that point right. Um, if if that happens. Now, I will say the Browns are three point favorites. I, I can't think of the last time the Browns were favorites. Um I, I'm sure there's some ridiculous stat out there where the Browns are owing oh, something else, you know, when when favorite when the rest of the NFL is whatever. Um but, you know, there's there's tying Pittsburgh and then having the ability to have beaten New Orleans on the road, I think, you know, you're Vegas is i s I'm assuming Vegas is is planning on a new kicker being on this team come come Thursday. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they have time to turn it around that quickly. Um, you know, probably not an ideal situation. You could have argued they should have started kicking the can or kicking the tires on this uh, following week one. But uh, you know, I, I the the Jets weren't exactly very impressive yesterday. No, and no, you know, no. and I and and if you ask anybody who, who's looked more impressive, um, you know, outside of Sam or. Uh, um, Matt Stafford throwing more passes to New York than he did the, his own team on uh, Monday night. Um, you know, if, if that Jets game, that Jets-Lions game was tucked in the middle of a Sunday afternoon...
1: Nobody knows about I it. Don't think,
4: I, don't, I don't think many people are talking about that's it. A fair, so,
1: that's fair. That is fair.
4: You know, so I, so I think, uh, you know, if you, when, you, when you couple all that together, um, you know, I think the Browns are in a good spot. But, you know, again, just like we've seen for years, this is a team with, you know, decently talented players who just doesn't know how to win and they're going to they're gonna have to win a game here, and it's going to have to be this Thursday.
1: I, uh, I don't see it. I really don't. I, I don't. I, I, dude, I, I, I think we're headed for major slides. I do. I think the Jets come in. That defense is better than people want to give it credit for. I know they weren't real impressive yesterday. It's a rookie quarterback. They're going to have some of that. Maybe, and honestly, I think that's why we're favored at all. Honestly, we're favored because he's a rookie and we're playing at home. If we were on the road at them, we're probably three-point dogs. I don't I don't I don't see this team being favored in anything, and I've would been a Hugh apologist, dude, but I think I'm ready. I think now that I know we have to Todd be. Haley, it, dude, now I'm ready. I always said, don't fire Hugh because I don't know what the plan is. like don't fire Hugh just to go get some guy who's not totally ready. but if the plan now is, well, you just promote Todd Haley, I'm ready to fire Hugh Jackson. Are you
4: Probably not, especially after two weeks um we'll see we'll see what happens Thursday. Um, you know, I the way that he did not throw another pass with 8 seconds on uh Yeah, the, you know, to put to put Zane a little closer. Yeah. Um, I think shows a lack of trust, um, you know, in 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 the ability of to, you know, I it had the it had the sense of, hey, we're lucky enough to be where we are, let's just go for it. Um, which you know, if you're not going if you're not going to trust your team to execute or at least try to get a little bit closer, and then you know, even if it's incomplete, you're still kicking a field goal with two, three seconds left. So that that part not good. Um, that he wasn't even asked about it. I'm I'm, I'm very surprised, but uh, that's the difference. That's the difference between a road, uh you know, road game and a home game. You know, much much fewer, or you know, the the budgets don't allow for a lot of traveling media these days. So I get it. Um But you know, I, again, I'm not really fire that guy, guy, but uh if they if, if they. If they get waxed Thursday after being favorites, um, you know, I I think that's a discussion worth having.
1: Real quickly, before I let you go, we're talking to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. Give me your take on Vontae Davis retiring
4: at halftime yesterday. Do you blame him? Uh, I mean, I blame him. Do I blame him? (laughs) I mean, all things considered, don't you just wish you could walk out in the middle of the show one day and say, you know what, I'm done? Well, right now, I Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, know.
1: Honestly, had had my team reach for Josh Allen, maybe. I mean, at least, yeah. that, at least I've been giving the Browns that all morning. I think Baker Mayfield's a solid B. It's not that I think Baker's going to be bad. But you passed on an A in Wentz. You pass on an A in Watson. And it looks like, I'm sorry, dude, Like that kid may turn out to be an A. And we chose to go with an undersized kid with a non-powerful arm in the AFC North. It looks like a questionable decision. I think he's going to be pretty good. I think Sam Darnold ultimately has the better pro-end career, which then then means you blew the pick. I mean it does I mean no matter if you bigger it'd be great, but if he doesn't end up better than the kid you passed on, you blew the pick. Is all I'm saying. That's Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. We'll talk to him again next Monday at 8. Make sure you're checking out the website. They give you really, really, really good in-depth news on your Cleveland Browns. Also, Indians who obviously have clinched postseason pretty much secured for those guys. Next week, we'll start talking to Scott. A little bit more baseball for you guys. More Stansberry shows right around the corner. And we'll pass out those Sammy Hagar tickets next on Rock 106.9. Good morning.
3: The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing.
2: Best morning ever.
3: Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Bro. What's up? The mental gymnastics that's going on in Brownstown. I mean, we're a good kicker away from being 2-0. Oh. Now, multiple people I've been talking to during the commercial break, so they think I'm making fun of them. I'm make, Well, to be oh. fair, I am, but I'm making fun <laughs> of all of you. It was more than one of you. No, they're not. First of all, dude, Pittsburgh laid a total turd on you, and you still couldn't find a way to win. Right? So there's that. Then yesterday... Tyrod Taylor throwing the pick late in the fourth quarters would screwed you. Let's say Zayn makes the kick. Drew Brees still has over in a minute to come down the field and score, oh, which yeah. he did. Uh, meaning what? Meaning your defense is what let you down. This is this is revisionist history. Is because the kick is the noticeable part, so you go that must have been what it is. That doesn't just because it's the most noticeable thing does not necessarily then mean it is a cause and effect relationship that ultimately, dude, your defense not being able to stop Drew Brees is what lost you the game.
0: It's like, oh my god, I can't believe they fired me for that. And it's like, dude, look at the garbage you've been doing at work for the There's past year. Right, for the for, for how long? And this was the straw that broke Fair. the camels back here and nobody wants to take acceptance of that. It's, oh my god, they, they fired me for being two minutes late. Yeah, but look how late you were for the past year consecutively. Um, And, and, and what it boils down to is you knew the special team sucked. You did. You, you've known that. It's like that's been a hidden thing and if the team doesn't address that if the team doesn't get better at that I can't then what are we supposed to do I can't pass the buck on to Zane Gonzalez do, do I listen do I think that he should continue to be the kicker for the Browns no I do not but do I think this is Hugh Jackson's fault yes I do if you don't have if you don't have the wherewithal and the faith within your kicker then what the hell are you sending him out here leaving it up to him like you you, you got to get better dude it's special teams it's a third of the goddamn game
1: huge part of the game huge all right I feel like I've talked about the Browns enough. Okay. I mean, they would be. No, they no, wouldn't. But they're not. No, but they're they not. wouldn't. Not even close. No, they wouldn't. Tom Arnold and Mark Burnett got into a fight. Okay. What are two old, sixty-year-old white dudes fighting for? for?
0: No reason, right?
1: But apparently, now there was some. Was it an Emmy party? Okay. And Burnett's wife, Roma Downey. He said she had got a bruise on her left hand from the confrontation. Now I saw Tom Arnold's tweet. Said uh, Mark Burnett went ape, you know, s on him. He's waiting for LAPD, and Mark ran away with a torn like pink shirt and like no gold chain on his neck anymore and all this stuff. So, dude, they they got in like Jeez, the fisticuffs. Dude. Now, those of you that don't know, Mark Burnett is the executive producer of The Apprentice. Donald Trump's former reality show.
0: Yeah, a huge record on him. He's got a million shows he's been a part
1: of. Yeah, like uh, Temptation Island, I believe, was his, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, reality TV really was Mark Burnett's, the whole thing, right? And so Tom Arnold had been a a contestant on The Apprentice, so he's kind of known the Donald. Claims that there are Donald tapes. Now, my guess is, is that this is Tom Arnold now approaching Mark Burnett going, yo, dude, I'm out here on the limb telling everybody this stuff is true. You know it's true. And Tom Arnold's one of these, if you don't, like, try to, like, shoot the president every time you see him, that you're not a real patriot, like, he's one of those. Like, he cares about his country so much he has to, like, ruin the presidency. He's, like, one of those, right? And... Which is hysterical. It's like, Tom, just go back to being the, the country's most famous cokehead. Like, just go, just go back to being that. That's when you were entertaining. That's when, it, that's when people actually cared about what you had to say. Nobody cares about what your political opinion is. Just shut your mouth. So, you know what happened here. Tom Arnold showed up at a party and did Tom Arnold things. Because Tom Arnold's an idiot who's always been an idiot. And he was then trying to harass Mark Burnett into doing what he wants him to do because welcome well welcome to liberalism, really. If you don't do what they want you to do, they'll yell at you and then punch you and then get antifa to, to like light your business on fire, you know, because they're just so peaceful. That's what happened here. That's what happened here. That a self-described leftist cares about his country so much that he's gotta get violent to protect it. I mean, dude, it's just hysterical. That's what happened here. But what are you arguing like this for? You're both millionaires. You're both celebrities-ish. Like, can't you just live the good life? Why are you got to fight at an Emmy party?
0: I, I mean, I, 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 I guess I can, I can see things definitely from both perspectives here of, like, I understand if you're Tom Arnold and you know it to be fact that the president of the United States regularly used racially derogatory terms against African Americans. I see how you want that to come out. But like, the the place to do it is not the Emmy party. It's not like you, no. It's it's not like all of a sudden you're going to run up on Mark Burnett who who has you that know, B roll. I never role. saw it that way. Right, right. You're not going to run up on him and be like, "Yo, here's uh, uh, so." And Mark Burnett was just going to be like, "Oh, Tom, boy. Until you started screaming at me, I had no. I you know what? I you know now that you say it like that, I will. I will release those tapes." So the thing is, is I, I do I think that those tapes exist. Yes, I do. Do I think Tom? Or do I think that Tom Arnold's an idiot? Yes, I do. So like, I think there's yeah, Tom Tom Arnold. You,
1: you can't you can't bully your way into this. Sorry. It there's this thing now where I don't think Mark Burnett's awful if he has these tapes and won't release them. I don't think he is. There's this mentality now that if you don't do every last thing you possibly can for the resist movement, that you're now a terrible person, and I don't buy into it. You I don't,
0: don't. You don't think, and now I can agree with what you're saying there, but you don't think that something like that is worth, it, it's, it's not, that's not, that's not small pickings to me. If that really is the case, I I'm, think no, that, I'm American, not making that argument. I think the American people need to see that. This
1: is much like, okay, I used to have this argument all the time on, on the radio show before. That Anderson Cooper, it's his responsibility as a gay man to come out and say he's a gay man for so other gay men can feel safe, safer in America. And I said, that's not his responsibility at all. That at, that at the end of the day, it is not on Anderson Cooper to risk his career to make life easier for anybody else. It would be nice if people would do that. It is not a requirement for them. I'm not going to require that from my celebrities. That at the end of the day, if you want to worry about you and yours and you, your career, do that that I don't believe it's small potatoes either if there's tapes of the president being that awful. How, though, at this point, is anybody really going to be shocked to hear it? I mean, even people that support him. Are you really going to be shocked to find out there's tapes of him using the N-word? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be that shocked to find it. First of all, he would not be the first president we've heard it from even. So I'm not going to be that shocked by it. Also, we've also seen this. We don't remove him for much. I mean, right? Well,
0: yeah, that would—that certainly would not be so like, So what right, do I well, really then...
1: care for? If we're not going to remove him from power, if the tapes come out, and nobody's going to be shocked to hear the tapes come out, then what do I need Mark Burnett to put him out for?
0: I wonder if we had an honest one-on-one where people were telling the truth instead of telling you what they want you to hear. Would Trump supporters be surprised by that? I don't
1: know. I don't know. No. W- you don't think so? No, I think truthfully behind closed doors, they're less surprised. And I think that there's honestly, let's be honest, some, and I want to make this clear because, dude, he carried this region three to one. So I want to be clear. But some of the people that voted for him voted for him because they think he talks like that. There's no denying that. Not all. And it's not because I know some of you voted for him and just went, no, not you. Maybe not you. But to pretend that that person doesn't exist. I've said this a thousand times. Guys, I've dated interracially. I know racism's still really alive in this country. You don't think it is? Date interracially just once. You'll see it. You, the friends you think you... I'll tell you this. Take a black girl to, you, to the friends you think you have house. Let me just tell you. I've lost friends doing it. I've lost friends doing it. Because everybody thinks they're progressive. Until it's their dinner table. <laughs> I'm just telling you, bro. That's the way it goes. So I think a lot of people voted for him thinking that's who he is. Now some of you just wanted a better economy and some other stuff. And didn't think Obama had us pointing in the right direction all for it totally get it understand it but nobody's gonna be shocked if those things come out so why is tom arnold acting like an idiot at an emmy party oh yeah because tom arnold wants people talking about tom arnold didn't care about you didn't care about the president didn't care about any of this stuff just get my name back out there gotta be talked about everybody talking roseanne nobody talking tom arnold but they will now so easily seen so, so easily seen. Sammy Hagar playing October 17th, Hard Rock Rock Sino. We'll get you in. That will happen next on Rock
3: 1069. The Sansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106 Nock 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. We're giving away those Sammy Hagar tickets. I felt like, you know what, dude? Let's get a little Sammy in the let's get a little Sammy on the on the station today. I like Sammy.
0: It's tough anytime you come in is the second Is the second singer, is the second guitar. Whatever, Wherever you're coming in, there's always going to be that line of like, eh, it's not as good as the first, but dude,
1: Sammy's all right. He doesn't suck. Yeah, Sammy was pretty good. He's a fun time, that guy. I'm assuming most of you have seen the video by now. I know it was all over our website and all over our Twitter and all that stuff. We retweeted it and all those things, all over our Facebook page too. Of... Media members down in the storm near Florence, trying to make it seem like it's as bad as humanly, but remember, like the one guy's leaning over trying to make it look, oh my God, the wind's about to push me completely over. And then right behind him, two people just casually walking by. Now, here's what I find very interesting about this is that you all retweeted it and laughed at it. And yet when you hear things like fake news, you want to dismiss that like it could never happen. Now, how is that? Was that not fake news? Was that not a journalist trying to lie to you about what the situation, at least that moment he was dealing with, was like? Yes, it was. That's exactly what that was. Was Brian Williams telling you he was there for stories that didn't happen? Was that not fake news? Yes, of course it was, America. So why do you dismiss the fake news thing so easily?
0: I think it all is a question on whether it confirms what I believe or not. And the thing How is, mean? if if well, if this is something anti-Trump and I'm anti-Trump, of course it's not fake news; it's accurate news. If I'm pro-Trump and it's and it's a pro-Trump story, of course it's not fake news; it's accurate news. The thing about this is, is its weather. And it's easy for anyone to be kind of objective about this where it's like, well, this isn't confirming my biases nor uh, flying in the face of it. There's
1: weather. I mean, dude, a lot of this could be, I mean, br- br- brought back to like uh, global warming. Correct.
0: Well, at the very least in that moment, it's just
1: weather. An idiot trying you know to do what this. I'm saying. Okay. Like, I, I, it's I just think,
0: the wind. I think that's where
1: it is. OK, that's Yes. I could not deny that that's why people are allowing themselves to be all right with it.
0: And, and, and that's what it is. I don't think anybody genuinely believes that fake news isn't a thing. I think they think it's only possible to the other side. My news isn't fake. Your news is fake. And I think both sides right there play that very often where it's like, well, no, of course CNN's garbage. Of course it is. Fox News is reliable. No, vice see, versa.
1: See, I disagree with you. And, and I wish you were right. But we have a guy, and I know he's listening right now. He argues with me every day about whether or not the news is fake. And as a matter of fact, he goes so far that he'll like mental gymnastic. And I'm like, no, but dude, but that's deceiving. Well, I mean, but they didn't lie. If they get it wrong, that's not, it's like, no, 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 dude. Unless you know you're right, what's it on the news for? I
0: do think there's a difference there between getting something wrong and lying about something.
1: I think, okay, is there a difference? Yes. Yes. Could we meet in the middle and admit that this media no longer cares if they're wrong or not? That there's less of a desire to make sure we're 100% right than at least we were once sold before? Because again, I'll always point back to Ken Burns' Vietnam documentary. To a man, every single soldier in that thing says, don't believe the newspaper, don't believe what you're seeing on the news, and the wording is, they are lying to you. Right. The news has always been fake. I've told you this. The moment they broke for commercial, you had to know it was over. Like, you had to know. It turned into entertainment that day. The news has never told you the truth. But what I find very interesting is we have video of it. And yet, dude, if the president comes out and says fake news today, you're going to laugh at him and call him a moron. So it's not possible that they did spend a year fabricating things, making things up, searching things that aren't really there. It's not possible some of the witch hunt stuff is real. Now, granted, he's got like seven people from the camp that already pleaded guilty to some stuff. So something went down for sure. Yeah, and I think so something went down.
0: I, I think that's the problem, too, is that like, well, they were wrong or, or, or fake about this. Therefore, everything is 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 false. And if you want to say everything is questionable, then I'll agree with you. But then to say everything is false. I think you're going to you're going to talk yourself into a corner there.
1: See, th- see, again, this here, this is a good buddy of ours. But this is this right here is 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 somebody from our side of the aisle. And that's why I demonize the leftist more than more than the right, because I, I align more with left people. Embellishing a weather report during a hurricane is like you saying some new song is awesome when you know it's not. It's puffery. No, except for the fact that a hurricane can kill people and new godsmack's just annoying. This is a storm where people's lives are in danger. You can't lie to me about the whether or not my life might be in danger, that's not puffery. That is you lying to me about my safety. And
2: it
0: both are insincere. In both times, you're wrong. I mean, like, that's the thing, is that, and, and, and fingers crossed, I, I would hope the sincerity of this show shows through more than not, but, like... I hope so. At, at its worst, I mean, yeah, dude, if I'm telling you the new Godsmack's awesome and I don't think it is,
1: that's, that's crappy radio. That's,
0: that, I, I, I have a problem with
1: that. Well, we actually have a segment where we play the songs and then give you our real opinion on them, on the new stuff. Now, a lot of people won't do that. A lot of people are just, you know, playing the music their boss is kind of giving them and like, hey, I kind of may have to make, you know, make it sound like the radio station only does awesome things. So I get what you're saying, but that's a hurricane, bro, and people could die. Don't make excuses for this stuff now that you're starting to get, like, visual confirmation that a lot of what you're being told every day, you're being lied to about. This is why I keep trying to tell people, stop paying so much attention to the news. I always use immigration, Right. We fought for it. We fought it two years in this country. Are you any more educated on immigration than you were before those arguments started? The answer is no. So what are you getting so worked up for? What are you listening to all that CNN reporting? for? What are you watching it for? You don't know any more than you did before. So if you've watched it for two years and you're not any more educated, then really, what did you do it for? To hate view it. Does that mean you're more engaged? Does that make you a more responsible constituent? I don't think so. I think it makes you rage-filled. Sammy Hagar playing October 17th, Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. Let's send you. Caller 25, one 243-7625 on those Sammy tickets. Nashville going Trashville. I like it. <laughs> Nashville goes Trashville. Next on Rock 1069.
3: The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Miss anything this morning, you'll be able to podcast it shortly after 10 a.m. right there. When Fantone sent me this story, I thought for sure it was fake. I was like, oh my God, he just got duped into something like really easy. And then I went to the actual website and I was like, well, No. He didn't. You know what this is like? All right. Minor League Baseball gets in trouble with this a little bit. Okay? Like, open every night, pretty much. Right. Need you to come to the ballpark. Right. And so they get, like, over their ski sometimes and like, the promotion and how to pull you out. Okay? Yeah. And we've seen some of this. Right? There was a Minor League Baseball team somewhere in the country did, like, Millennial Night, and it, like, backfired. Millennials got super mags that were being made fun of. And like that whole thing. Well, strip clubs will kind of do this too. Now there's a chain of strip clubs are called deja vu. And I believe they are part of the, don't quote me here, but I'm pretty sure that they are part of like the Larry Flint's hustler club, like line of like adult entertainment centers in cities. I know they're really big in Kentucky. A friend of mine used to work for Larry Flint's and, and deja vu. Her business card had both not a dancer. She was in management. Um,
0: I'm shocked they're not here, dude, because they are. I mean, it's like they're one of the big chain names of strip clubs. And like the fact that they're not anywhere in Northeast Ohio that I know of. There's not one in Cleveland, Akron or Canton. It Just it, how? A like, yeah, like sure. how?
1: So Deja Vu in Nashville is going to have this special event and they've hired two live crew to perform at 11 p.m. Now, that's smart. Okay. I like the two live crew.
0: Yeah, and I would say there's a lot of uh, artists out there in the world right now who are like, dude, yeah, you give me a thousand bucks, I'll come play your, your strip club 100% I will.
1: Plus, dude, Hoochie Mama Live is going to be great. Oh, God, I want to go.
0: Okay. I did I did not see the part about the two live crew, but that's, a, that's an added bonus to this Featuring strip club adventure. Featuring a live
1: performance from two live crew, show at 11 p.m. This is Saturday, September the 22nd, right around the corner. We all can go to Nashville together. Okay. No
0: two live crew in the system, by the way. Shocker. <laughs>
1: So you go to Deja Vu's Showgirls Nashville Facebook page, and it says, welcome to Trashville. Okay. Get it? Okay. What they're doing is White Trash Wednesdays. $500 up for grabs. Okay. For the longest C-section scar amateur contest. Wow. Wow.
0: Wow, not what I expected. I thought you were going to say Miss Bad Bitch Nashville or the twerk off or like who's got the, you know, the hottest the best milf. Movie. Right. There's a million of these things, but no C-section scar. Best here.
1: breasts. Let's find out. Yeah. Those places always do stuff like that. It says here, ladies, have you had a big head baby that otherwise would have wrecked your, oh God, can't say Jeez. that word. Show us that C-section scar and cash in on that loud little tax deduction. Wow. In addition, we are giving five dollars cash back for every missing tooth you have with your full paid admission. Consider us the tooth fairy with the big boobs. Wow. This is every Wednesday night in September. Welcome to Trashville. But then Saturday night is the two life crew performance. So the photo here is it's a cartoon. It's a woman breastfeeding. She's got a cigarette hanging out of her mouth, phone up to her, you know, you know, her ear, that whole thing. <laughs> Basically making fun of their Employees. I was going to say, I mean, a little bit there.
0: Um, and by the way, if you find yourself like seeing a cartoon of like what's supposed to be a caricature and you see your behavior in that, like, why are they making fun of moms that smoke? It'd just take a second. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you're not in the wrong, but you need to at least evaluate in that moment.
1: Dude, I once got in trouble at a previous radio station because the where the, and I was a smoker, but where yeah. they had us smoking was in the back of the building. And there were more businesses in that building than just the radio stations on other floors. Right. And so we would have to smoke with like people. Right. And I went back out there the one day and there's like a woman. She's like six and a half, seven months pregnant. Just like ripping down six.
0: Right. Well, my doctor said it's better if I don't quit cold turkey. It'll be a shock to the baby.
1: Well, then you need a new doctor.
0: <laughs> That's a terrible doctor. That's advice. A terrible. Yeah,
1: it's not good. So I went on the air. And I told that story. I was like, dude, I got to tell you, I just did something this afternoon. I'm not real comfortable with. I said, I stood next to somebody who was smoking while pregnant and I didn't say anything about it. And I was like, and I feel like a terrible person because I'm like, I know better. And so sure enough, then she got butt hurt and then called my boss was like, I'm downstairs. And back then, dude, it was before like social media really took a foothold and we could just go, yeah, sucks to be you and hang up on you. And that's how that's how it hand, that's how that's how that got handled because my boss was like, "You were smoking while pregnant." I'm standing behind yeah, my bad. air <laughs>
2: down. I'm, yeah. Like, dude, it's my no guy's right. You're
1: a trashy person. My guy's right. I'm not doing that. So I don't have a problem with this. I don't. I, I think it's all right to have a little bit of a sense of humor. It's okay. But I mean, imagine. I mean, do you're the audience is men. Men don't want to come in there and watch. Amateur chicks rip open their shirts and be like, hey, look at this scar on my belly. Now, there is something
0: about the allure. And I'm going to say even the illusion, the illusion of this is an amateur contest. There is something about that because there's something about like I could have sex with this woman where you don't necessarily as a as a patron feel like you could have sex with that stripper. But spoiler alert here, guys. If it's, it's 500, a, yeah, if it's a five hundred, yeah. If it's five hundred dollar prize, it's a stripper from the other strip club.
1: It's a stripper from another city that dude, has the night off. Dude, like, dude, when, when I was dating Danielle, we did this all the time. Do you know how many times we would go to like Lorraine or somewhere, and she would enter an amateur contest, even though she danced at two different clubs. She would, dude, she'd win like five of these things a month. Now, are
0: there are there chicks who are desperate, who really need that five hundred dollars for rent money, who are going to say, you know what, I'm going to go up there and try? Yeah, but yeah, that's what shorb is for. But they don't win. You know what I mean? Like when it comes down <laughs> right. to it, those bitches are not winning. It's that's It's professional strippers. And so so I do see the allure of that. But you're right. A C-section scar, like not necessarily what anyone wants to see. But I guess there's a fetish for everything, right? I mean, there is. At the end of the day, everyone's – everything in the world gives somebody a boner. Like everything. So like if this is what it takes –
1: Have I I given somebody a boner?
0: Ah, somewhere along the line, dude. At the end of the day, somebody has masturbated thinking about you no matter who you are. So like, if you ever feel like depressed or like, oh, I just feel bad about myself, somewhere somebody out there did it thinking about you. Nice. So feel good about yourself. Oh, keep that. doing that.
1: Not <laughs> Fenton. <fans home.
3: laughs> I mean, like, I don't need him doing that,
1: especially where I can see it. What you do at your own house, I guess, is on you, dude. You just bought that new house. You wanna <laughs> you wanna muck up your walls by thinking about me, dude? Do whatever you gotta do. All right, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I don't know what the hell we're doing. Oh my good lord! More Says Ray Show right around the corner. You guys, hang on.
3: Stansberry show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream true.
1: Welcome back to the Stansberry show. We're on Rock 1069. I'm annoyed today. I did something I should not have done. I had uh I took my wireless headphones and I wore them into the sauna.
0: Ah, too high moisture in there, huh?
1: Uh, I th- I think it's about yeah, it's about the heat, probably. Yeah. And so like when I plug them in. The light will come on as if it's charging and then it'll flash like, hey, dude, charging's done. But then when you take them off the charging unit and I try to turn them on, they won't turn on. Mm -hmm. And dude, the gym without headphones is brutal. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to buy a new set of Powerbeats 3s today, which, dude, that's expensive. I don't want to have to do that. But if it's going to prevent me from going to the gym, which I bet it would, then it's probably worth the money.
0: Is there a little bit of you that's like Dude, go grind it out without the headphones. Really prove it to yourself. So
1: Joe Rogan claims you should not use music to work out. That you should not. He even says all the time, he's like, I know, a lot of people listen to my podcast while working out. Don't do that. And what his theory is, and a lot of people have this theory now, that you're really robbing yourself of the mental benefit of working out that your body's still going to get the benefit, you're still going to feel all right physically when you're done, but if you distract your mind away from the struggle, that you are going to remove the euphoria that comes from like getting into that moment, pushing yourself to the point of exhaustion, and then continuing on. That he claims there's this being high feeling that kind of can come with that, but if you're listening to Godsmack while you're doing it, you'll never achieve it.
0: Yeah, I can kind I can kind of believe it because if you're tricking yourself, at that point you're not going it's to a get everything you're not going to get everything you want out you're of it. You're making yourself feel better. And I think just like people who kind of force themselves through cold showers in the morning, it gives you that little bit of like, yo, I did something I don't want to do. It is an accomplishment as opposed to like, well, I just took a shower or I just went to the gym. Fair. It's like you went there and, and you and you fought through something. Do do Now, is it like, well, dude, if you work out with headphones on, you're screwed. The entire thing's off or not? No. Of course not. But like, I guess I can buy that.
1: But as a guy who can tell you that you feel better even mentally when you're working out, that I wonder if there's a level of this that I'm not hitting because of that. Although So if it stops me from doing it because I don't have that crutch, then where am I better off
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah, there's a million different things where it's like, well, if we just did this, it would be a a harder punishment on you. And it's like, well, I don't care about that. I want you to get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if, if this is what it takes for you to get there, it'd be, you know, defeating yourself to be like, well, dude, unless I get these headphones, I'm not going to be able to do it. Right.
1: Before the break, we were talking about this strip club in Nashville, Deja Vu. It's a chain, actually. They have many of them. Um, and they were doing this thing called Trashville and they're going to do white trash Wednesdays and they're doing like this amateur contest. It's like best like, you know, C-section scar. And they're just kind of being funny, obviously, right there a little bit. And so now, obviously, women are coming out of the woodwork and asking us the questions. And are C-sessions trashy? Now, full disclosure, that's how I came out with c section They had to come in after me, Right. So I don't think my mom's trashy because of that. She didn't choose that. It's just the way that operation needed to go down. It's the way that needed to go down. But, but nobody wants to see a C-section scar on a stripper. I mean, nobody wants that.
0: Unless that's your fetish, and then you're like, "I'll do whatever yeah, you
1: want." There, I, I I don't know if that's a fetish yet.
0: I, I don't think I don't think trashy.
1: Is the right is word. It's the right
0: word that we're looking it's for not. here. Because I don't think like I don't think a C-section scar is any more or less trashy, trashy than a a, a a scar from your knee surgery. You know what I mean? Like I It's no,
1: not about it's not indicative of who you are as a person. But
0: I mean scars are usually something people try to hide for the most part. So I guess if you're gonna say unattractive, and it's not like I'm saying, like, oh, any woman that has a C section scar, you're gross and oh, nobody finds you attractive, but that's probably something that you're trying to hide there. And I think when when it comes to strippers, it's not so much much a question of like, well, does that trashy or not? To me, it's a reminder that you're a, 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 a mom. To me, it's a reminder that you have a life outside of being this sexual goddess that I want you to be as I throw dollars at you. Removing the fantasy. It's removing the fantasy. And I think that's probably where the C-section scar stripper joke, where that kind of trope became to, to, to existence. Yeah, you're is right. It's like, now I know you're a mom. So now I'm imagining you fixing bottles and taking care of kids and doing all these things my wife does. Now all of a sudden I have to treat you like a human. And that's harder to, that's harder to throw dollars at you when I think of you as a person.
1: Yeah, trashy's not the right word, but scars are never good. Like, you're never, like, trying to highlight the scars. In any facet, you're trying to, like, downplay the fact that you have a scar. So I'm not going to... Again, it's not indicative of who you are as a person, You didn't decide. It's not like you went in there and said, "No, no, 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 no." Here's what we're gonna do. Take it open, dude. Take that buck knife and you know, slip me from like throat to pelvic. That's not the way you you know you decided to do that. I didn't know. Or is that the way C sections? (laughs) Or is that the way C sections get done? That doesn't. It's not done by buck knife either. It's not like some dude with a Field and Stream in his teeth just in there just gutting you like a seal, letting it all like flop on the table. That's not. I don't know. I guess. I guess maybe that is. <laughs> no, no, I bet it's. I bet it's. I bet it's probably not there. I, uh, my, I, yeah. My dad had to deal with that with my mom like my whole life. I wonder if he hated it.
0: I think back in the day, he I probably think hated it. It was much more frequently done. I think doctors were quick to go to it, and I think now it's a little bit more rare and more of like, yo, this is a medical emergency that we have to do this, as opposed to it's easier than her pushing for the next twelve hours.
1: All right, now Earl says. You guys are looking at it the the wrong way. Told you. He said, if you see that scar, he's like, the one thing the C-section scar tells you is a kid didn't have to come out of where you're trying to go, and it's still in pristine shape. (laughs) Is
0: it? I mean, okay, I I guess. I
1: guess. I mean, do you want to see the list of dudes who (laughs) who were in there before you and got her pregnant? My guess is you're not going to think it's pristine after that, but there is a... I guess there is some kind of sound science in what Earl's trying to say there.
0: Yeah, I mean I guess the vagina snaps back though. I mean like it's 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 going to take care of itself there.
1: Dude if i've ever heard of a stansberry show theatrical release it is definitely the vagina, the vagina snaps back that definitely sounds like the the movie that comes out of this 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 esteemed studio all right boss man going to be thoroughly pissed about that Probably. one thoroughly mad about that one not going to be in cinemark anytime soon (laughs) that might be a straight to netflix or that might be that might be the way that one goes down there we'll close out the program thank god that will be next on rock 106.9
2: the Stansbury show rock 109 hello everybody you're looking live at fansville a college football utopia fansville where the rivers flow with ice cold dr pepper delicious Where the yards are lined with chalk and the homes are filled with framed photos of your head coach. Above the mantle. A place where you can wear a jersey to a job interview. Bold move. And you get that job because the boss was wearing the same jersey. Touchdown. Where the coolers are filled with Dr. Pepper. And so are the fridges, glove compartments, and pretty much any place you can think of. So much Dr. Pepper. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper. The official drink of Fansville. Grab some today.
3: Some game day cravings can't be denied. Stock up on your favorite Dr. Pepper products today at your neighborhood Giant Eagle. Hashtag official drink of fans. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Rock (laughs) 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. All week long, we'll have those Sammy Hagar tickets for you. That show October 17th, Hard Rock Roxino there. Get you hooked up with those. Sammy always puts on a pretty good show. Tomorrow's new tour Tuesday. Uh, we have new M&M for you. New Carrie Underwood for you. And I've ordered the new Avenged Sevenfold, but I don't know if the company will let us play it before its official release time. Uh, so I'm hoping by 9 a.m. we'll be cleared to play the new Avenged Sevenfold, but I don't know.
0: I wonder when this was recorded Because he stopped that concert Or the tour Because he blew out One of his vocal cords Or whatever, right? It had to be a while ago Yeah, yeah I would assume I would,
1: My guess Yeah, that's right I forgot they pulled that tour off early
0: Unless was it one of those things Where he was like Yo, I need two weeks of rest Therefore I'm going to cancel The four weeks that are left Of the tour And now I'm ready to go back In the studio I have zero clue But a little surprised To hear new music from them
1: And uh, My guess is If you're on the road The music was done Done Yeah, okay. that's yeah. my guess yeah. But I don't know that yeah. I mean, everybody does it different but that'll be interesting. Um, we're going to play you this m like thing. And this will be tomorrow at 9. But this like response to MGK. And dude, Ohio is so funny. Ohio is so funny. First of all, you're not the only state that says Ope. It's literally in every TV show ever when somebody's like in somebody's way. Oop, sorry. You're not the only ones that say that. So get off that. And MGK better than m Like, guys, you have lost... Your minds. Here's a real dude, this is really, really simple. I argued with this with a guy named Sean over the weekend. That's your opinion. Okay, well, yeah, it was my opinion given out on my Facebook page, so you can shut your mouth about it. But here's let me give you my opinion. That's not really my opinion, but some real facts. So my thing was Eminem's better. Who's well, been in the game longer? Okay. Let's go back to Eminem's first two releases. Right, because MGK's got two albums out, right? At least two, right? So let's go back to M. Let's go back to Eminem's first two albums. Smash, smash hits off of both first two releases. Still waiting on a huge MGK song.
0: Yeah, there's not one. I mean, Wild, Still Boy, waiting. Wild Boy was a song. It wasn't a had hit. A,
1: he put it out four times before it caught. And there it, were two different remixes before it caught.
0: And I mean, like, a mid-charter of like, yeah, like, regionally, I'm sure it did well because people were like, nationally, all right, that's a, that's, but nobody cares nobody about that cares. song nationally, no.
1: And, by the way he, for the longest time, now he can go back to it. For the longest time, he was trying to hide Wild Boy because he talks about how there's, you know, with the heat, but no LeBron, though. And then LeBron was back in Cleveland. He was trying to hide that song for a little while. So Eminem's been out longer. Okay, yeah, but Eminem had smash hit records off his first three releases. MGK's got three releases out there. We're still waiting on a big MGK song. There's not one coming. If he had it in him, it would be on the first three records. All this being said, I like MGK.
0: I do, too. I like Eminem. I honestly feel like if, if if you can't look at this and kind of see through this in the sense of like if you don't think the M& M&M m GK tour is coming up, you're delusional. I mean, just delusional of like, boy, these dudes are really beefing with each other. I, I get know. what you're saying but okay. if you're M
1: m, why do you do it? because here M& m doesn't need mGK at all. Here's a, another good, easy test on how you know M& m is better, okay? Where does MGK say he's from Cleveland? Where's he from? Texas. But he says he's from Cleveland, right? Now, he's lived here long enough, and I do. I really do. Where you're born is not where you're from. Where you went to high school is where you're from, especially in the Midwest because most people don't go to college. But like at the end of the day, where you went to high school is kind of where you're from. Those are your former years. That's kind of who turns you into who you are, right? So I'm fine with it. He's fine. fine. He's from Cleveland. But another real easy test here. If Eminem and MGK both play Cleveland tonight, where do you want to be? Where do you want to go? you want to be at the M&M show.
0: Well, and where do those shows happen? The M&M show happens at the Q. The MGK show happens at the, at House, the House of, House of Blues. Blues. So, like, that right there is a pretty good indicator of what we have. The reason I think the tour happens is because m and like, dude, you know what? I can sell 20,000 tickets, and that should be enough. But, you know, if this dude can sell an extra 5,000, and I know all those fans are going to come in here, eh. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it makes enough sense to me where it's like, dude, it's going to make dollars, and that's, that's what it boils down to.
1: I think to. the M Tour does well enough without it if, if 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 there was a situation where eminem had to be worried about people not showing up and buying tickets i think you have got it nailed and i don't think you're necessarily wrong i'm not saying it doesn't happen and it might be the plan but i can't see why eminem would do it the bigger artist dude he's a shoe in a lock for the hall of fame mgk will never get close to being put in the rock and roll hall of fame ever like, that won't get close. Again, dude, the guy's got multiple releases. Hasn't put out a big record. All your favorite bands. Was it five records in before they released a song you liked? Or was all their best work off their first couple releases? Because that's where all your blood, sweat, and tears goes. And you're just trying to make up the rush of your contract when you're six albums in. Why do you think the latest couple albums of Eminem's weren't as good as the early stuff? Early stuff. It's like comedians, the best work is all early because they spent 15 years writing that first hour and then tried to write the second hour in two years. It's the same exact thing. If MGK was going to have a huge song, we'd already have it. But we don't. So trying to pretend that he's in the same category as Eminem is honestly, it's so laughable it's stupid. The only other take I've heard dumber than that one is, LeBron's going to figure so his kids can go to faint. And I told you how stupid that was. MGK being in the same category as Eminem is laughable at best. That's it for the day. Teresa's coming up next. We'll be back at this live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. You guys have a great day. See ya.
3: Toby Boys brought popcorn. The Stan Fairy Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.